Kiss 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. I got another one of these uh, BuzzFeed topics that started to trend because the response was great. Shem and David Moore are here with us as well, Roz. Okay. So I want you guys to think about this because I'm going to read all the, the replies in a minute. The subject is funny things you believed as a kid. Funny things I believed as a kid? That are just simply not true. For example, one person replied to this and said, my dad was watching America's Most Wanted once, and he told me that a serial killer was someone who jumped out of a cereal box and killed you. I didn't eat cereal for a good year. (laughs) (laughs) So take a couple of minutes. Oh, so this is like the naive things that maybe you Completely. Like, for example, I always thought... Quitting something cold turkey yeah. meant that you had to eat cold turkey in order to be able to quit that thing, like smoking. Really? Like if you ate enough cold turkey, you wouldn't have the urge to smoke again. Oh, jeez. And it was a teacher that explained to me that that just was not wow, true. Wow, you took that into school, huh? I did. Wow. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Post Malone wants to start a world beer pong league. Yes. <laughs> I would not expect anything less. I'm good old Posty. Apparently he's like registered world pong league and is going to sell merch, his own plastic cups. How did some college kid not think of this? Cup already? racks, balls, every piece of casual sportswear, including boxer shorts. What do you need boxer shorts for for this? Because that's what you play in, man. That's uniform. Oh, I've never played. You've never played beer pong? Never. What? Really? No. Oh, wow. Is it? So hold on. When you play beer pong, do you drink first, then shoot the ball? Or if you shoot the ball and you don't get it in, then you drink? If you shoot the ball and you don't get it in, then you drink. No, I think that when you shoot a ball and I get it in, you drink that. So you drink where the ball is? No, 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 no. Not you, as in you, the shooter. I said when I. Yes. That's how Roz beer pong I, works, right? Yes, Roz and I are playing beer pong. Yes. Right? Yes. Roz's ball goes in my cup. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. I drink that cup. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought the cups were only on one side. There were no cups on the other side. No, 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 no. There's no. cups on both sides. Yes. Oh, like red cups, blue cups. Correct, Amundo. Oh okay. Bro, yes. You sound like an old ass uncle right now. <laughs> right? No joke. You know what I mean? Don't you remember basketball? Remember that movie, Basketball? <laughs> no. That's what this reminds me of. I watched that not that long ago. Basketball? Yeah, the two guys from... <laughs> the creators of South Park. Yeah, the creators of South Park. So sports, and it's so funny because it's so fitting now, but sports became intolerable uh, because of corporate sponsorship, athletic greed, uh, politics, everything. And so it's in the, it's in a, like a sort of near future where, where everybody has given up on pro sports. Athletes were demanding contracts that would allow them to change teams weekly, like <laughs> so on and so forth, right? So people lost faith in sports, and then these guys sucked, but they drank a lot, and they were really good at basketball in the 
driveway okay. with the net against the garage. And so they didn't want to have to run, so they created a new game called Basketball, <laughs> where it works like basketball, only different parts of the driveway equal first uh, single, double, triple, home run, yeah. and then your guys on your other team would actually stand on bases, and then the shooter would have to get That's them. Genius. The shooter would have to get them home. How did that never take off? And then they they started a. <laughs> if you know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> they started a basketball a, a basketball league, but only they'd have full spectators, everything else. Only the 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 court, like the field, still looked like a driveway, and the net was still on a garage, <laughs> right? But only inside stadiums. But only inside inside stadiums. Right up your alley, more. I would yeah. love this. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's what this reminds me of. The Post Malone starting a world beer pong league seems very much like basketball. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It was raining a little tiny bit this morning when I was coming in. Was it? Yeah. Oh. yeah. I put my hand out the window and did that thing. You know where your hand surf? You ever do that? Oh, when I you're love driving? That. Yeah, it's so stupid. Right? It's so stupid, but what it's so fun. There's no and there's no other feeling like it. Like that feeling can't be replicated. When did you start doing that? Anywhere. Oh, when I was a child. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't do that or yeah. learn about it until like a couple of years ago. Right. Because I saw somebody on the road doing it. Yeah. A car passing by. And I was like, that looks so dumb. And then I tried you it. never I was, did that. I never huh? did it as a kid. Or at least really? I don't remember ever doing it as a kid. And then I tried it. I was like, yo, this is pretty nice. Yeah. Because I, I used to do it because I'm old enough that when I was in the backseat of my dad's car when I was a kid, the child window, yeah. quote unquote child window, uh-huh. right, was maybe three quarters of an inch. Right. Okay. Like yeah. it, it, the only thing that the child window does now, backseat windows only go down like a little lower than half, mm-hmm. right, for kids. But back then, it was like it was like three quarters of an inch. The only thing the child window did was made it hurt if you tried to leave your leave your arm at the window. Oh, I know. Because you'd you wouldn't sit on the rubber; you'd sit on actual window. Yeah. That's the only thing it did. And so I was able to do the hand thing. And you know what we're talking about, right? People listening right now. Like it's when you put your arm out the window and you're going real fast yeah. and you do the wave like the dolphin swim yeah. with your hand. And then you just let the, let the wind do its oh, thing. Oh, it feels so good. And then, and then sometimes, and then when you go on the up, so when you go, when you're going down, you do the dive and you get that cool breeze on the top of your hand. But then when you go up. And you just feel the pressure of the wind. You feel the pressure of the wind, but you hand? also get that breeze up your sleeve. Yeah. yeah. Right. And oh my God, there's nothing better than that. Like, I only nothing, learned about it a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. So what did you do in the car as a kid? Nothing. Just tortured your sisters. Yeah, just yeah. sit there. My dad probably gave me like math homework or something. You, you ever been in a car and put your feet out the window? Uh, in the passenger seat? Maybe. You've never like put the seat back and opened the window and put your feet out the window? Yes. Uh, I don't think You've so. You've never done that? Oh, that's another feeling. I got yelled feeling. at for doing that. That's another feeling. That I just watched the Corsica. Don't put your foot out the window. <laughs> or stick your face out with your tongue out like a dog. No, nobody does that, Maury. That's dangerous. Uh, but you've never that's put your feet dangerous. out the window? No, I don't think really? I Really? No. Oh, that's great, too. Or as a passenger, you put your bare feet on the uh, the glove box. Like you no, no, no. I would leave you on the side of the highway yeah. if you did that, Maury. Why? Yeah, no, I, you don't I do that I see that every now and then where I see people, they have their bare foot up on the, no. uh, on the dash. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I think no. this is disgusting. I think yeah. it's kind of sexy if you're, you know, no. driving along. Have you seen it's only sexy with certain people do it. Maury, if I did it, I would be like curled up in a weird little ball. <laughs> yeah. And I'd like be grimacing <laughs> so, in my... Your legs are so long. Yeah. And do you know what happens to you when you're in that position? If somebody has to stop real quick... Oh, your face hits your knees. No, your ass slides down into where your feet go, and then you get oh, stuck. Yeah, true. There's videos of that, people doing <laughs> really? it. Really? Yes. Oh. Yes, people hate when said the passenger puts their feet on the 
uh, on the dashboard so much that they'll wait till their friend does it and then they slam on the brakes and then they slide down butt first into that hole and then they can't get out. They're folded up like they just fell into a well. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Remember the, um, God, what was it? Hold on. It was one of those things, though. It was like the, the audio version of the blue dress, gold dress. Oh, it, it when was, they say one word and then you yeah. think or everybody thinks that they hear something else? So there's there's a new one of these, but I, the, the one that became really, really popular was the Laurel or Yanni. You remember that? Laurel. Laurel. So what do you hear? I hear Laurel. So do I. Okay. Does everybody in this room hear Laurel or Yanni? Laurel. What do you say, Sham? Here, listen to, listen to this, Sham. Laurel. Yeah. You hear Laurel. That's what I hear. No, you don't. Yeah, you're such so, a liar. Maury, you hear Laurel, right? Do you really hear Yanni? I hear yeah, Laurel. Yeah, I hear Yanni. So, no. Sham, you hear Yanni. Yeah, play one more time, please. Laurel. Yanni. Laurel. Yanni. That's what I hear. Oh, really? <laughs> That's so wait, crazy, so dude. Mocha, play it on a loop, right? And, Sham, I need you to say it along with him. Sure. Okay, go. Hold on. Okay, yeah. So build a loop, and I need, and I, Shem, I need you to say it along with it. Yep. If you could. Laurel. Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. That's so Laurel. Yanny. Like Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. No, I hear Laurel. I only hear Laurel. 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 Yeah. For years, only heard Laurel. Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. Laurel. Yanny. Okay, so what's, what's the new one okay, now? Okay, so there's a new one, uh, and I think, I, I guess the story is that it was from a toy, right? And what's going to happen is you're going to listen to this thing. This is much more difficult to hear, but in the middle of, you're going to hear like a thing, like a toy sound, and then a word, and then a toy sound. And the words, they say, you're either going to hear brainstorm or green needle. Brainstorm or green needle. Okay, so... Yeah. Here's what messed me up. Okay. I wish I didn't hear what you said. Okay. Because what I hear now is brain needle. Really? That's what, exactly what I hear. I hear brainstorm. I hear brainstorm. I what gotta, do you hear? I got to hear it again. Okay. okay. You got to hear it again? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Green needle. Oh, now I hear green needle because Shem said green needle. I only hear brainstorm. Brainstorm? Yeah, here, play it. I'll say what? it along with the guy saying it. Ready? Brainstorm. <laughs> Brainstorm. No. Yeah. You're yeah. crazy. But, but now, Shem, say no. green needle as he's, and you'll hear green needle. Also, it's green needle. I hear green. No. Yeah. Okay, go. Green, okay, green you say it along I hear with the it. I hear, I, I hear the word needle. You do, huh? I hear needle. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me uh, try and clean that up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I only hear brainstorm. What? Really? Yeah. No. Brainstorm. Now, okay. just for the record... Okay, the toy actually does say brainstorm. No. Yes, like what? this isn't one of those things of where it could be one or the other. Like the toy says the word brainstorm when you push the button. Oh, no, wait a minute. Now I hear brainstorm. <laughs> Do you? Oh, holy. 
See, I'm trying to force myself to hear Brainstorm, but I don't okay, I, wait, I'll wait. hear Green now, Needle. Now, now Shem only hears Brainstorm. I don't even hear Green Needle anymore. You're playing a different clip. No, no. same clip. Brainstorm. Okay, now go back to go back to Laurel and Yanni. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Laurel. Yanni. Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yeah, I hear brainstorm. Still. So this is one of those Yanni Laurel things like that happened a couple of years ago where depending on how you what how you hear things, I guess, I don't know. But remember it was like Laurel and Yanni which I only hear Laurel. I only hear Laurel. Laurel. Shem hears Laurel. Yanni. Laurel. More you hear Laurel. Laurel. Okay, and then the new Laurel. one was Brainstorm. So if you listen to this, you're either going to hear Brainstorm or Green Needle. I hear Green Needle. You hear Green Needle now? Now I hear Green Needle. You hear Green Needle? Now I do. I only hear Brainstorm. Now I hear Brainstorm. Ready? Somebody at 925 said... I hear both Brainstorm and Green Needle alternating. Oh, wow. Somebody else said, I can hear both Green Needle and Brainstorm. When I decide which one I want to hear, I'll hear that. I have another one for you. Which is what? So before social media even happened back in 1997, NXS came out with a song called Elegantly Wasted. And in the chorus that I gave to Mocha to play, you'll either hear the band singing Elegantly Wasted or I'm better than Oasis. So you're either going to hear Elegantly Wasted or Better Than Oasis? Yeah. Okay. What did you hear? I'm better than Oasis. See, I, I heard you know, Elegantly Wasted. You know why? why? It trips me up when I know what the two options are. Oh, does it? Yeah. I think my answers would be completely different if I didn't know what the either or were. Really? Yeah. But you're hearing... When I know I want to hear I'm elegantly wasted, yeah. I heard it that time. Right. I hear I'm better than Oasis. But the first time I heard I'm better than Oasis. Really, huh? Because yeah. I can't hear I'm better than Oasis at all. Hear? I'm elegantly wasted. I don't even, I can't even remotely make out I'm better than Oasis. Watch, play it again. I'll say, I'll say it with <laughs> Watch, listen to this. <laughs> better than Oasis. No, that sounds weird what you're doing right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. I hear Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Roz and Mocha. What's up? Hey, Mocha. It's uh, Jen from Acton. How are you? Good. What's up, Jen? Okay, so I was listening to your NXS uh, conversation, and it reminded me of something. I always thought that he was singing I'm Better Than Oasis. Oh, really? So I'm you don't even hear Elegantly Wasted? No, and the funny thing is it just reminded me I was actually on hold with another radio station back in the 90s, and I was singing to the song, and the girl, whoever the host was at the time, came on and heard me say it and started laughing at me and said that I was saying it wrong. And I was like, what do you mean I'm singing it wrong? And we had this whole discussion on the radio about how I heard I'm better than Oasis, 
and that's not the right lyric. It's similar to, remember back in the day, they used to say that if you took like old rock and roll songs and you played it backwards, you would hear like yeah, devil, devil worshiping yes, stuff? Yes, sir, I do remember that. It's so weird, but we all, you know, we're all listening to the same thing and yet we all hear different things and it just blew my mind. And then I saw that, it just reminded me of that conversation that I had all those years ago. Wow. You know what's crazy is that people used to discover that stuff on their own. Like right now, one person does it and then they share it with a bunch. But people would actually just sit there and find a record where there was no precedent for this before. It's not like you had heard about this. Somebody just sat there for the first time and grabbed like a Beatles record or whatever and was like, I wonder if there's any hidden messages in here if I play it backwards. It's quite, mm. it's, who would do that? Like, who, first of all, if my mother ever walked in the room and saw me hand spinning one of my records backwards, I would have got the, the, the record to the back of the head. Exactly. <laughs> Spin your head backwards. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Love you lots. All right. Love you too. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What a summer, huh? I know. <laughs> I actually don't mind, though. I was thinking about this, or it's flying by, because I always start to get nervous when this weekend rolls around, because uh-huh. then we're, like, rolling through August and, and everything else. But I'm good with this summer. Like, I don't feel... it's Because I, I didn't really have any, like, big, giant plans or anything like that. I felt like I had more time this summer. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like, I'm not bummed at all. Like, if this was the... If this was a regular summer, I would it would have been dynamite. I got lots of time at home. The weather has been freaking oh, outstanding. Probably one of the best summers, weather-wise yeah. and humidity-wise, that we've had in years. I'm not. I'm not one to go out, so it's not like I'm missing patios or parties. Like I don't do any of that stuff. I heard there might be a great party in Brampton this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to go, small guest list. <laughs> yeah, but what about the things that you look forward to? Like every summer, I love to go blueberry picking but or to the what lavender you mean, farm. What about, you mean how do I feel about the things that you look forward to? No, but don't you have things like, oh, next summer I can't wait Nobody to do cares. blank because I do it every summer and it's a memory and I love creating. Like this summer, we haven't been able to do the things that we always what, do. What couldn't you do? We couldn't. We didn't go blueberry Why picking. Why not? Because Matthew doesn't want to be around crowds. A lot of those places have done, I would say, a lot of businesses, not a lot, a handful of businesses have done a great job with managing situations and the kind of world that we live in right now. Jenna and I took cruise strawberry picking not that long ago. A couple weeks ago we went. And they had people socially distanced. Like we I was a little bit nervous. It's quite easy to socially distance in a strawberry field. Yeah. You get a full row to yourself. Thank you. Right? And (laughs) then like there's two rows on either side of you that are empty and then you get you have people and, and they if, have like, you know, one way walking only like they figured it out. But if anybody has ever been strawberry picking before, you always socially distance because nobody wants to pick beside somebody else. Oh, yeah. No, I think Matthew's problem. You drive was, five rows if there's somebody in a row. You don't even go to the next row. Yeah, you no. skip four. Stay away from these berries. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go find the better ones. Yeah. And we'll right? just put less people on the hayride. Yeah, nobody, want, nobody wants to pick beside somebody else. So aside from your reluctance to go, to do something that you're actually allowed to do in a safe way. And last night we were discussing, like, what about when we go to the winery and stuff? I can't believe we're not going to the winery. Have you called? <laughs> For that one free glass that you get on the tour that you don't care about? No, I love going to the winery. Didn't, didn't Maury just sound like that? He was complaining to his butler just then? Yeah, big time. <laughs> the winery. What if we can't go to the winery? Bro, people out here struggling with Serb. <laughs> right? You know complaining I mean? about going to the winery. You know what I'm saying? Selfish. Attention's SLB. <laughs> right? Come on, dog. 
<laughs> people out here can't pay rent. <laughs> Read the room, man. <laughs> and you're worried about, about going to the city. winery. The city's hanging by a thread, man. I can give you a list right now of like five businesses that just shut down this week. But the winery. <laughs> what if I can't go to the winery? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see the uh, company that makes a slip and slide? Man, they've been making the cake lately. Because ever since the pandemic and everyone's spending the summer at home, mm-hmm. sales for the slip and slide have increased a ton. Along with sales, the same company, Whammo, the same company uh, has been selling out of their Frisbees mm-hmm. and their bodyboards. Yeah. So much so that one of the warehouses that keeps product is completely empty. You tried to buy a bicycle this summer? Which we did. I tried to get one for my wife. It's impossible. Yeah. There are no bicycles. We tried in, I think it was in June, and they were like mid-July or something like that, or August, there, I believe. There are, I went to Canadian Tire, because normally this time of year, Canadian Tire, you walk through the bike uh, section, and it's very intimidating, because mm-hmm. you feel as though if you just accidentally nudge one bike... 500 are going to fall down and then you're going to have to spend your well, afternoon. 500 will fall down because they're all like linked together. Yeah. <laughs> now when you go to Canadian Tire and you look at, you go through the bike section, it's empty rack on empty rack on empty rack. There yeah. are no bicycles anywhere. You can't buy a bicycle. It's wild. Because everybody's at home. Yeah. Right? Or everyone wants to stay close to home. Yeah. Or you're doing all your activities outdoors. Slip and, I'd get hurt on a slip and slide, man. Um, 180% jump in sales since April. Really? For that company, Whammo. And then their Frisbee sales jumped 500%. And then their boogie board sales have jumped 300%. And like we said, the warehouse that normally stores some of their product, completely empty now. Yeah. And the demand has been so high, they've stopped taking like online orders so that they could hold back product. Right. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Everybody, because you had, there's no summer camps, right? Like, well, I mean, there are summer camps, but it's very difficult to get your kid into a summer camp. And so you have to build a camp at home. And if you even have a tiny little yard, you're like, your kid's running in the slip and slide, running the fence. Got to do it. We wanted to buy one of those, um, those green, like the sandbox, the the one that's shaped like a turtle. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it comes with a cover and everything. Yeah. So on Amazon, it was... I don't know, like 53 bucks. Sure. So we checked. And then like less than a week later, when we finally decided that that's the one that we wanted, yeah, we went to buy it and it was not available anymore. Oof. But you could get it at like a... Re- Sometimes they'll, they'll have like, get it from these other... Like if they don't have it in the Amazon warehouse, yeah. they'll say, but these other sellers have them available. Yeah. But they don't control the I price. I never trust those other sellers. And don't. Because no, I never do. That sandbox turtle yeah. was like a hundred and something dollars or two hundred and something bucks yeah. from one of those third party resellers. Right. We didn't buy it. No. How much is it normally? Like fifty three bucks. Oh wow. Jeez. Something like that. Or forty three dollars. It's a lot of money. It's crazy, no, but you can't you can't get anything. You can't get anything. There's nothing for sale. Like you can make your own slip and slide. Sure. A little dish soap. 
Yeah. And a tarp and yeah. some water. Yeah. And you're off to the races. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how safe it is. Oh, I don't no. know how safe a slip and slide is anyway. But you can't make your own bicycle, but you can make your own slip and slide. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> Bras and mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Kim, what up? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you today? Good, thank you. Ah, uh, Kim, my heart breaks for you, girl. <laughs> okay, so here's what you wrote, wrote us. Roz and Mocha fix my life. Okay, so I'm moving out of my parents' house for the first time to a small apartment hey, with my boyfriend. congratulations. It's a big step. Thank you. My thank parents you. want me to bring our family cat because he's attached to me, but he's getting old. He's 13, and I'm worried that if I bring him, he'll be stressed out because he'll be in an unfamiliar place, and uh, I'm worried that if I don't bring him, he will be heartbroken without me at home, and I don't know what to do. Yikes. So do your parents not want him, or do they feel the same way that because the cat is so attached to you that uh, it may be bad for his health to be without you. Yeah, basically. Like, he pretty much follows me around, like, everywhere. And we have two big dogs, too. So they're just worried that he won't get as much attention when I'm gone. It's it's tough. I will say that the chances that the cat... What's the cat's name? Jack. So the chances that Jack will be alone, like, completely alone are more likely to happen if he moves with you. Kind of, I guess, yeah. Presumably your parents don't go out in the evenings as much as you do. Presumably there's other dogs, he's got the other dogs around. Presumably people are going to be at home more often. And it's a a place that he knows, right? And Familiar territory. Yeah. Yeah, he's been here since he was a baby, so. Yeah, I would say, geez, I would say leave the cat at your parents' place. Um, yeah. You know, he's, yeah, yeah. I would say leave the cat at your parents' place. They're going to, he's still going to be familiar. He's still got his corner of the couch that he sleeps on. He doesn't have to do, you're going to be gone and that, and that sucks, but you will be back, right? If the cat goes to your place, he will never see them again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We just are moving like 10 minutes away too. So, yeah. but even still, it's not like if you were to go and visit your folks, you're not going to always, maybe sometimes, but you won't always bring that cat back home like to your parents place yeah that's true too right that like you're true. yeah you're going to be going to their place far more often than they're going to be going to your place mm-hmm. yeah that's and if true. and if he's Very old true. and he's 13 he's kind of set in his ways and i i don't know i don't think it's a great idea to put him in a position where he's going to be left alone more often than he would be if you left him at your folks place what does your boyfriend think he like really likes the cat like he loves yeah. jack so it's like he's kind of indifferent like he thinks just kind of like see what happens and like um, if he misses me, because like if I'm like if I stay at my boyfriend's house right now, like I'll come home and like my cat will leave his toys on my pillow because like he misses yeah. me, you know. So it's just like I just didn't know if he would be like really upset or like depressed just because like the dogs take up so much attention from my parents mm-hmm. that like yeah, but the dogs like, are still in the house and Jack knows that they're still in the house, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 that's true. I, yeah. W- I would say leave him be. You're going to be over there. You're going to see him all the time. And yeah, that's I, true. I think it's less of a shock because as it is right now, presumably you have a life. Like how many hours in a day are you at your parents' house anyway? Yeah, just like to sleep basically. To, yeah, exactly, right? So, I work yeah, time, so. just let, let him, just leave him be. Leave him be, yeah. and then you're going to go over there. You're going to hang out with him, but don't don't up upend him when 
it's not cool. I don't think it's cool. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I just needed uh, like confirmation. You know, I was like thinking that the whole time. Just because, like, I think it will stress him out. And the apartment's really small, too. And he has, like, run out of house here. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cats need a place to hide, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, we had, we were terrified because our, the baby cat that we have, Mumu, um, mm-hmm. is in love with Catherine. He follow, He's a type of, he follows her around everywhere and he plays catch or sorry, he plays fetch Aww. and like he's the, he's the greatest cat and we know that when Catherine is gone or we're gone away for the weekend, we know he misses us terribly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terribly. So we went away this weekend and we decided to bring him with us because we're like, we're going to be gone two nights and we should bring Moo with us because he's just going to be so upset all weekend and we brought him with us and guess what happened? He sat, walked around the cottage sulking all weekend because he wasn't hanging with his other cats. Oh, he just yeah. wanted to be at home. He just wanted to be at home. <laughs> yeah. You guys ruined his weekend. We did. He had a beautiful weekend, week. too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Kim. I think you know the answer. Leave that cat at home. Okay. Thank you, guys. All you guys right. are the best. Love you, Kim. Take care. Okay, love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. So Meg the Stallion did a... Insta Live yesterday talking about the the shooting that happened when she got shot. So, and I can't believe it. we've talked about this here in the room. Like, how I can't believe people aren't talking about this. Like, everybody talked about it for one day, and then they made a bunch of short jokes about Tory Lanes. But this isn't a thing. Like, there's no updates on the story of what happened at that party like, you know, in of, that car. What officially happened? Yeah. Like, not even leaks. Like, when do you ever see that? Never. Like, something weird's going on, right? Yeah. It has to be. Like, there's just, there's something up with this, and I don't know whether it's that that nobody's talking, or I have no, I have no idea, but uh, the story was that um, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez and a couple other people were in an SUV. Something happened, and Meg Thee Stallion got shot in both her feet, and then Tory Lanez was arrested for gun possession, but for nothing else and was released. And then that's just the end of it. Yesterday was the guy's birthday, too. Yeah, but that's the end of it. Yeah. So this is Meg Thee Stallion, Stallion uh, during her live yesterday. I was shot in both of my feet. I was, I was shot in both of my feet. And I had to get surgery to get the taken out, get the bullets taken out. And it was super scary. Oh, Lord. I didn't think I was going to cry. <laughs> but, yeah, I had to get surgery. It was super scary. It was, like, just the worst experience of my life. <laughs> and it's not funny. There's nothing to joke about. Hmm. I saw 50 Cent went on IG yesterday to apologize for sharing like a meme or something that he had of the incident that took place. Yeah. After, this was after uh, Meg the Stallion did all of this on, on Instagram. I guess there are a couple of people who felt bad, a couple of celebrities who felt bad mm-hmm. after seeing this video mm-hmm. of things that they've either said or shared online um, about the incident. So 50 was one of the people that apologized to her. And I guess this, there's a lot of rumors about what happened, but the one story was that they got into some sort of fight because I guess they're dating. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe he was flirting with Kylie Jenner, who if she got shot during all of this, you'd never hear the end of it. Oh, 
he would have been in prison by now. And then she got shot in the foot twice. Yeah. Both her feet. But how this is not developed into anything other than this is maddening. It's wild to me. And people are so upset about this that they've even created, somebody created a change.org petition. Okay. To have Tory Lanez deported back to Canada. <laughs> they need 15,000 signatures. And they are currently at 13,639. Why do they need 15,000 signatures? What does that get you at change.org? I don't know. Nothing. Uh, but in the description, part of it reads, this little 5'3 man with a big ego has contributed nothing to the American economy. Wow. Well, if he, hey, listen, if he is charged, he will. They'll take away his work visa. Yeah, I For wonder sure. why, even after Meg Thee Stallion did all of this on, on live yesterday, yeah. why nothing else... No idea. I don't... It's This story is such a mystery. It's so nothing wild. Nothing else happened with Tory Lanez or no yeah. other, uh, like, official release, like, official release from anyone. No, it's... Uh, right? that, We're investigating. There's, there's more investigations. But, Tory Lanez will be charged but, or whatever, but no, whatever, but whatever. You're, you're dealing with a... Like, you're dealing with a police department that feeds TMZ about everything. Yeah. You're dealing with a police department that there were pictures of the helicopter that killed Kobe Bryant within minutes yeah. of it happening. Like, there's leaks everywhere, but with this story, there's nothing. There's something weird going on. There's nothing. Yeah. It's wild. But anyway, so that was Meg. She looked good yesterday. It was a very emotional video. We had to cut it down a little bit, but, uh, but that is that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Chris Nolan's tenant will not be opening... In America until... There's a vaccine. I think, I think September. I think they get a September date. They released all of the places around the world where Tenant is going to open. And the reason why we keep talking about this movie was because Chris Nolan's Tenant was supposed to be the movie that sort of signified the back to somewhat normal life. This was going to be the movie that people flocked to the theaters to go and see. It was going to be the first big blockbuster to announce that Hollywood was back. And they just keep delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. And then the story was that they were thinking of opening it all over the world first before they open it up in America, in the United States. And that's exactly what they're doing. So over 70 countries around the world are going to get the movie apparently on August 26th. Wow. Uh, Canada gets it August 27th. The United States gets it September 3rd, if all oh, goes damn. well. Damn. If all suck, goes USA. Well. Yeah, yeah. If all goes well, I don't even think they're going to make September third. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, I doubt. There's that. no way. I doubt that. Yeah, it's a mess over there. Yeah, so I don't even think they're going to do that. So the movie was originally uh, the release date was July seventeenth, and then it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Uh, so that's the latest on the first sort of blockbuster of the summer. And what great promotion! If there's anything positive about this is that people have been talking about this movie so much. The anticipation yes. now for it is yeah. incredible. I still don't even know what the movie's about. Right. And I'm like hyped to watch it. Yeah, I've watched the trailer four times. I don't know what the movie's about. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Chris Nolan movie. Yeah. It's wild. And I really, really want to see it. And I actually, but, but I still don't know if I want to go to a movie theater, even with precautions no. and everything else. I, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can justify that. There's a lot of things in life right now that I don't do because I just want to be careful. And I, I don't know if I can justify going to a movie. I went to the mall. I went to Sport Check to pick something up for my kid the other yeah. day. Mask, gloves, everything, right? Yeah. And the sport check I went to is at the mall. 
and I walked through the mall just to see. I was curious at what this new world of being in a mall yeah. was like. Majority of the stores were closed. Okay. They had stickers on the floor that tell you which way to walk. Uh, not a lot, surprisingly, handful of people wearing masks, not a lot of people wearing masks. Don't you have to wear masks in a mall? This was like before it was like oh, mandatory. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. This was like gotcha, a couple gotcha. weeks ago. Okay. And it felt we. I was, I actually left there feeling almost depressed. Yeah. Because I was like, this is not nah. normal. It's not what I like. No. It just seemed like this desolate place. Yeah. It it wasn't it wasn't just like a nice experience. Yes. I'm glad I did it because I I was just like super curious. Yes. But I dipped right away and I was like, this place kind of sucks now. So as of Monday, more than 30 states in the U.S. have told movie theaters that they can reopen. As of this Monday? Yeah, this past Monday. Yeah, 30 states. So there's a long way to go. I mean, you got to look at which 30 states those are. Those are not big money making states for movies. Oh. If you can't, if you don't have California, which they're throwing people back in, they're like not even telling people to stay in their house. They're telling people to go to the basement. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so bad it's there. So bad. It's so bad. It's actually worse now <laughs> yes. than it was at the beginning. Yes. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Madonna was censored on uh, Instagram for promoting a uh, coronavirus conspiracy theory. So Madonna was talking about a doctor named Stella Emanuel. And what Madonna wrote was, the truth will set us free. Um, but some people don't want to hear the truth, especially the people in power who stand to make money from this long drawn out search for a vaccine, which has been proven and has been available for months. She's talking about uh, hydroxychloroquine, right? Which is the Donald Trump thing that he said there we should take him, uh, which has been proven and has been available for months. Madonna says they would rather let fear control them and let the rich get rich and the poor and sick get sicker. This woman is my hero. And she mentions the video of Stella Emanuel. And then this video of Stella Emanuel uh, was flagged for false information. It was also the video that got Don Jr. kicked off Twitter for 12 hours. And then uh, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, also retweeted this video he, he of, wouldn't get kicked of, off, right? of this doctor. I, I don't know. I don't know. He could. Uh, he also retweeted this video of this doctor and Annie Lennox got in on it. She replied to Madonna saying, this is utter madness. I can't believe that you are endorsing this dangerous quackery. Hopefully uh, your site has been hacked and you're just about to explain it. So what makes this interesting is this doctor that Donald Trump then retweeted. And when he was asked about it, by the way, uh, why when you have Dr. Anthony Fauci and the world's greatest doctors at your disposable, at your disposal, are you tweeting this? And this is what Trump had to say. She was on air along with many other doctors. They were big fans of hydroxychloroquine. And I thought she was very impressive in the sense that from where she came, I don't know which country she comes from, but she said that she's had tremendous success with hundreds of different patients. And I thought her voice was an important voice, but I know nothing about her. So why why the censors? So here's some background on Dr. Emmanuel and some of the theories that she has put out. BuzzFeed did a whole thing on this. So she reportedly believes that the government is run by lizard people. Right. Okay, like alien lizard shift, shapeshifters. Uh, that alien DNA is right at this very minute being used for medicinal purposes in humans. Well, if it works, it works. Also believes that there is a vaccine in development to inoculate people against religion. 
and that gynecological issues such as cysts are the result oh. of sex with witches and demons. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty bad people out there. Also, also, masks are a hoax. <laughs> no, right? yeah, of course, says? yeah, she's an anti-masker and a pro-hydroxychloroquine. Uh, that's like her. That's that's her. That's her whole thing. So everybody's just gravitating towards her, but they're forgetting all the other stuff she said, like sex with demons. <laughs> Scary times. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Well, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are going to go back mm. into production. Yeah, very excited so if you're about a fan that. Fan of those shows, and uh, like with everything, there's going to be some changes. Wheel of Fortune, the wheel has been redesigned to allow for proper social distancing between the contestants. How it's being redesigned, I have no idea. <laughs> like, are they going to put the pegs that are on the wheel that you grab, are they going to, like, separate them? Or is each contestant going to have, like, their own peg that they use and stick it into a slot right, on the wheel right, and right, let, right. let it spin that way? Interesting. Right? Like, I don't know for the Wheel of Fortune wheel how you would be able to redesign it. Well, they say they're redesigning the whole podium. Yeah. I think that you should have to uh, spin the wheel with your elbow, and then Vanna should have to tap the letters with her hip. Like, I think that they should just say, <laughs> I think that they should just say no handsies, right? <laughs> so I think that they should have to lean down so and spin it with your, with your elbow. It's like, like, you like your mom when she's making chicken, right? Where everything else that happens in the kitchen, it's hands up, and then everything is just elbows. Oh, sure, right? elbows. Yeah, yeah. And you want to close the, uh, the, the oven, oven door. you just use your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nobody wants to touch anything. Uh, yeah. I think that they should do that. They should just say no handsies, and it would be very entertaining to watch, I They're going to have to redesign the, the, uh, for the Price is Right, the big wheel. Is the Price is Right even coming back? Well, I don't know uh, if they are. They can't cancel that show. No, no, they're not going to cancel it. No, but, but, but I think they have to figure out a way, especially for something like Price is Right, where there are so many other... It's like, difficult with the Price so is Right. So many games. You have to redesign every single one of the games that they play. But the, price, but the Price is Right, the, the, the sort of main gimmick of the Price is Right is this you know, hysterical crowd stacked on top of each other, and then they yeah. call out their name, and they get excited, and they come on down. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, right. gonna, it'll be like hockey where they're just going to have to use fake crowd sounds. No, but we're but you need people to play. Yeah, come on down from the parking lot. Yeah, but you yeah you need you or need even people let's to play. make a deal with. Um, Is that oh, still still in yeah. the air? Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Wait, let's Brady? make a deal. Is still yeah, in the air. Yeah, the great after the price is yeah, right, dude. You know, I'll tell you when that show started to go in the toilet. <laughs> Not that let's make a deal was ever great. Okay, but that show started to go in the toilet when they started giving those people professional costumes. Yes, and they stopped yeah. letting they stopped letting people dress up in their own costumes when they came to do the show. Oh, because the like, old, oh, oh, you're a doctor. Yes, <laughs> the old let's make a deal when people had to show up yeah. to the lot in a costume that they made from home and in their bag. Like they would, everybody would have like a purse that would that you know, they have it like a television remote in it, a pair of pantyhose, uh, you know, a ratchet set, and two condoms and an olive, right? And then the host would always walk up and go, I have $500 in my hand right now. If in your bag you have a ratchet set. And then people would be like, oh my God, I got yeah, a ratchet have one. Yeah, and you're like, because you would load up your bag with all this random stuff in case the host came over and asked you to pull something random Wait, out of your bag. So, uh, let's make a deal. Yeah. 
they provide you with those costumes? Yes. Yeah, no, now they, they do. Now they do. Yeah, yeah no. they're too pro. They're all rented and yeah, made. Rented, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're So all I don't know, a game show like costumes. that, I think things like uh, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are easier to manage. Oh. Like with Jeopardy, you're not going to have the contestants like shoulder to shoulder anymore. They're right. going to be spread out a little further. Right. Alex Trebek is going to be a little further away from the contestants as well. Well, yes. Jeopardy, there's already plastic between everybody. Like, it's super easy to yeah, do that one. Yeah, no, it's true. And even with Bachelor, because I know with Bachelorette, they're shooting, but it's they're doing a bubble system. So oh. this is going to be, so Claire's season of The Bachelorette is going to be all in the mansion from start to finish. Even the dates? Even the dates. Everything so no is more go- glamorous no, dates to like... No, no helicopter know, shots, beach on the Philippines nothing. And- Nothing. And Big Brother comes back at the beginning of August, but I guess that's easy because everybody's already in the house. But, yeah, but the problem with that is that you have to sequester the crew too. Everyone oh, just has all to that stay time, right there. Everybody. So it's the people inside of the house. Why do they have and to the be people outside They're of the, not touching outside of the house because if there's an outbreak of together. Corona on the outside of the house, the show shuts down. Yeah. So everybody has. Everybody everybody's going to be in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. bubble is the new way of doing things. It's the new way. You're, you're, live TV is going to be a thing of the past. They're going to be shooting uh, these seasons, uh, multiple shows a day. It's going to be crazy schedules, and they're going to bubble people for a month and a half to two months, and they're going to get the entire seasons of television done in that time. Damn. There's going to be no more live TV. Wow. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Steve is on the phone right now from Acton, Ontario. Roz, your hometown. What's going on in Acton, Steve? Oh, grass is growing high on Roz Weston Way. And, really? Uh, you know. Oh, you're the guy that oh. called us a couple of weeks ago to give us a report on uh, Roz's street. Well, his alley that connects the uh, Tim Hortons to the beer store. You said the lawn wasn't mowed. It hasn't been taken care of whatsoever. It's been dirty and garbage everywhere. <laughs> so what's going on with my? What's going on with the alley? Is it? Did somebody clean it up or no? The mayor hasn't got nobody out there. No. Oh, damn. I was really hoping when we hit that heat wave, uh, there was a part of me that was really hoping that the, it would have got so hot that the grass just would have turned brown and went into dormancy. And then, <laughs> so, so it didn't look so ugly. Uh, but nobody's taking care of it, huh? It's still it's still in disarray? No, no uh, yeah. I don't know what to do about this. Yeah, we called the mayor. Yeah. And he said he was going to send a crew out there to help fix it well, up. No, he said he was going to send a crew out there after they've done absolutely everything else. Oh, right. Why don't you go? <laughs> Why don't I go? We've talked about this more. I'm not going to go it's out too there. Busy. I'm too he busy. He doesn't want to. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to do that, right? You shouldn't. The photo of you cutting grass out no, there. You shouldn't have to do that. You, you, nobody you who have. Ever, nobody who's ever had any sort of prestigious dedication to them, whether it be like a, a star on a sidewalk or a name on a street sign, nobody's ever been asked to maintain that, like physically maintain it. But we it. have no other option. Now, if they want me to like throw a couple hundred bucks into a pot every month to have, you know, pay Some somebody landscaping up. Yeah, I have no problem with that. <laughs> but I can't be expected to go out there I got bad knees, man. <laughs> Once a month with your lawnmower? Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, that's just sad, right? Like, it's what, sad. What you what you do is you have a grass cutting party. You ho- you bring the crew down. You set up your music. You do a live to air. This and you is, get people out and you tell them, bring your lawnmower. Okay, You're telling on. us this to do is, a house party? Yeah. Like what they did in Brampton? Yeah. You saw what happened to them, right? Yeah. Okay, just why don't you just go cut it? You seem like you have lots of time to call in and troll me. <laughs> Use five minutes of this and go cut the lawn. I just like driving by it and it's not cut. It's like, it's nice. It's nice to have a street name and somebody should take care of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. (laughs) 
Anyway, hey, listen, thank you so much. And if you let's just, it's a long weekend coming up, okay? Just go take care of it for me. And Mocha? Yeah. You're my favorite. Nobody asked, okay? <laughs> hey, between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Rob. Later, dude. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hi, this is uh, Josh. How are you? Good, Josh. What up? Not much. I just want to, I'm just calling the guy that uh, called in about uh, not cutting the Roz Weston Lane. Mm-hmm. I personally cut that about two weeks ago. I work for the town of Holland Hill, so it has been cut. Oh! Okay. Absolutely. It's been done. Okay. So maybe that guy was just trolling because he knows how much it upsets Roz. Maybe. So it actually it gets done once a year, sometimes twice a year if we have time, but it is absolutely oh, no. on the list. That's a hit? Yo, when we get the kind of rain that we get and the heat, that grass grows. Nothing that only gets done once a year looks pretty. (laughs) Doesn't matter what it is in the world. Look at Maury. (laughs) Maury's the best example of this. (laughs) Fair fair enough. Well, I just had beef with that guy saying it hadn't been cut, so I felt felt like I should call in. Well, I appreciate you. What are you using to to cut it with? It's like, um, it's a massy tractor with a big um, extended arm on it, right? Like it just goes in and and just and just cuts it down. It's used for ditches and stuff, right? Oh, but we use it for geez. we use it for <laughs> some in town. We use it for some in town areas as well. God, yeah. it's like using a dog to cut your hair. <laughs> <laughs> you just get in there and bite it. And then, and then sir, do you? Uh, is there like any other maintenance that happens? Like, do you like throw down some fertilizer? Do you do anything to make it look nice, it gets, or you just go gets, through and get cut? No, it gets cut, but then it gets a little trim, and then it gets um, cleaned up. Like it gets all the garbage and stuff gets picked out of there. Right? Yeah, all right. There's no irrigation or anything like that. Like, you guys aren't wanting. No, right? definitely no. no. Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But it does get done. It does get done. Okay. okay. But I, like once a year, as you said, or twice a year. Sometimes twice, twice a year. <laughs> sometimes twice a year. <laughs> They're not busy. <laughs> well, thank you very much for the update, sir. Yeah. Cheers. Take care, right, guys. Thanks. Later, dude. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The Pale Tourist is a new stand-up special from Jim Gaffigan, available now on Amazon Prime. It's a two-parter with the first one focusing on Canada, and it is funny. Hey, yo, Jim Gaffigan, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing, man? How's the family? How's everyone keeping? I'm all right. You know, it's just we're here in, uh, you know, living the life of a pandemic, right? Uh, your special points to, we've always known the differences between, the subtle differences between, like, Canadians and Americans, but during COVID, the differences have been like so drastic would your special have been the same if you were able to do it today well no i mean it's it's pretty embarrassing how (laughs) poorly uh the u.s is dealing with the coronavirus uh but in a way it's you know it's almost appropriate that we're struggling this much because you know, it's just one of those things where it's just relatively a simple task that we have to follow, right? We have to social distance, keep a mask on. And Americans are kind of like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And had you not gone to Regina when you did, who knows when you'd ever be able to go to Regina? I know. I would would be Regina free. You know what I mean? It was... I've traveled all across your great land. Uh, yeah, which you talk about in and, The Pale Tourist, the two-part comedy special on uh, Amazon yeah. Prime today. Is this the first time, are you the first comedian to ever do an entire routine where you focus on 
like a specific country and like go into great detail because usually when comedians do shows in different cities they'll reference the city and then they'll move on with the rest of their their routine but this entire routine in this episode the first one is all about canada i you know i've been uh going off and on to canada obviously montreal uh the comedy festival is legendary but i've been picking up tidbits of unique uh, cultural differences and, and jokes about Canada along the way. And I, you know, I decided to do, that's what the Pale Tourist is about, is that it's just a, a self-assignment where I just do a special on a specific geographic area. Yeah, no, I've always had a fascination with Canada. I spent a couple weeks in Canada shooting this movie, uh, you know, target number one. And so I, I've spent so much time up there and I've had, you know, and tons of friends that are Canadian. So I just, it was a natural progression to do a special just about Canada. Obviously productions are now sort of pushing to go back. And I know you do a lot of movies and you do a lot of stand up. Uh, Troop Zero. Awesome. By the way, anybody who's not watched Troop Zero, grab your kids, watch Troop Zero. It is a fantastic movie. We've seen about 12 times now. Nice. Uh, but when it comes to stand up, they're, they're saying everywhere really that Crowds gathering in a small room for anything, whether it be stand-up, sports, anything like that is probably going to wind up being the last thing we're allowed to do. And so looking at where we are now and especially going into the fall, which is an election year, are you just like champing at the bit right now to just get on stage in front of people? I, I you know, I did two drive-in shows where I, I went on stage in a parking lot and there were like a thousand cars parked and it was, it felt a little bit like I was recreating the movie Cars. You know, <laughs> it was rather weird. But, you know, I've also done stand-up for 30 years. Yeah. And so uh, I, I kind of view this as a forced hiatus and it's, it's a balancing act, right? Because I think when it comes to this, you don't want to be the first person back. You don't want to be like, I'm a trendsetter and I inadvertently got everyone sick. But yeah, there is a, you know, I'm finding other ways to get creative fulfillment. I'm doing, I'm posting a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that. But yeah, it's weird. Uh, what's going on with the Rob? Uh, are you playing Rob Ford in a show that's being produced up here? I Well, that is the plan. That is the expectation. I will be playing um, Rob Ford, who uh, is just this amazing character, right? And uh, it's the only acting role I've ever gotten where they've encouraged me to gain weight. Right. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited about that. But, you know, who knows? You know, it's uh, it's in script development stage where they've approved a couple scripts. But, you know, it's such a, particularly during the pandemic, it's such a strange process. But it's such an amazing uh, story and an amazing family. And it, it's such a uniquely uh, Canadian story, but also a universal story. Obviously, we know Rob Ford was kind of the predecessor to the populism of Trump. Yeah. Right. Jim Gaffigan, uh, the new show, it's called The Pale Tourist on Amazon Prime video uh, as of today. So the first one focuses strictly on Canada. Favorite province or city that you visited while filming? Ooh, that's a tough question. I would, you know, I'm kind of, uh, well, I feel as though like everyone lives in Ontario. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, um, but I don't know. I think Victoria is pretty amazing. 
Yeah, out there in BC. But I don't know. I loved, uh, you know, I love different cities and different kind of nuanced. I loved having, you know, pierogi poutine in, you know, Edmonton. You know oh what I mean? God. It's just like how how bored have you gotten if you're making pierogi poutine? That sounds like such a heavy um, meal, bro. <laughs> It's insane. And by the way, it's amazing. Okay. And, and, and finally, least favorite city or province that you visited while filming. Oh, gosh. You know, I, uh, and, and I'm not even being diplomatic. Everyone kind of dumps on Winnipeg, but I like Winnipeg. And I like, you know, the fact that, like, people from Winnipeg, uh, you know, almost have to kind of, you know, defend themselves when they announce they're from Winnipeg. <laughs> like, so I love that underdog status. <laughs> The Pale Tourist on Amazon Prime Video today. Jim Gavigan, thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Thanks so much, you guys. Really appreciate it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, did you hear the new Rihanna? Did I hear? What? Hold on, what? What? So, it has been forever since we've had anything new from Rihanna. Yeah. And... (gasps) Is it from the double album that you... No. Was talking about? No. 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 I wonder if she's still doing that project. It has been so long since we've had anything from Rihanna. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Talking about her skincare line. Oh. Uh. <laughs> what? I it's new Rihanna. She's all about that Fenty life. I know. She's making way too much money off okay. that skincare. So... She's, oh, <laughs> you don't want to hear it? No. Play, press play. It's really great. It's new Rihanna. It's everything you've always wanted. I'm a woman of color and I have a lot of sensitivity in a lot of areas on my face. So I get really picky with products and a lot of times I get scared and cautious. I wanted a product that just worked more than anything. That was just the most important thing for me. Something that worked for everyone. I wanted the best ingredients and I didn't want it to cost a lot. Pack it into a product and make the best of the best and focus I mean, on... It um, is Rihanna very, speaking over beats. I'm so. not that I feel like you need make them better than everything I've ever used, anything I've ever encountered. Why couldn't and you just like sing the speech on the market? That's confused <laughs> me because I believe that that's what people deserve. They deserve great product, great skin, and it should not be inaccessible. Ah, uh, no! What we deserve is new Rihanna music. <laughs> okay, that on. should not be inaccessible. Uh, hold on, though. But why does she have to? Why does she have to do new music? She because doesn't. it's not we like she's. It's not like she's doing nothing. Right? I know, like she's still putting in the work. There's a lot of people right now who are probably benefiting more from her attention to detail on her skincare line. <sighs> Does she have a men's line? Then, no. But oh. I, th- but is I don't... unisex? No, but yeah, but I don't think it matters. I, I think skincare it. is just skincare, right? Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if it really it's matters. natural products, and if it's good for sensitive skin like what I have, then maybe I'll support Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, so actually, I don't mind supporting that new Rihanna. But I actually don't mind that she's in this, because it's not like she just disappeared and did nothing. It's like she is working her ass off and putting out product, but it's just not music. <laughs> it's just that we miss her so much because she makes great tracks. I know, I know. But She's but, so talented. But maybe but, you just need to shift your focus. Maybe you need to now be as excited for her next skincare product than you would be for her next album. Uh, maybe yo. you need to shift the focus. Okay, when's She's the dropping? She's already when's shift the, dropping? the focus. Tell me when's the dropping. Well, it's not. It's never. Oh. I mean... <laughs> 
just what, like a record. Oh, <laughs> no, you got me all hype over it. No, I'm it. kidding. It's it's out. It's out. It's out. But that's her. Oh. That that's her attention right now. That's that's I'm, all she listen, cares about. Get your money, girl. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm not mad. She is like hyper focused yeah. on the Fenty skincare Skin, line. Yeah, right. Hyper focus. I'm good with that. Yeah. I just miss her music. That's I, all. No, I know, but there's lots for you to enjoy, in, though. She's putting in the work. Let me see there's this Fenty <laughs> skin. The, the packaging looks incredible. Looks really beautiful, too. Ooh, don't miss the launch. Let me sign up real quick. Mocha <laughs> at Kiss925. Oh, yeah, let me play the song. I got to fill out some, some forms here online. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did you see this video of uh, Rihanna talking to Lil Nas X? Uh, what? Yeah, there's new Rihanna. No, you did this to me already <laughs> the last time. When you said that there was new Rihanna. Uh, and then when I played the audio, it was her. Yeah. It was an ad for her. Yeah, whatever. Face products for Fenty line. No, she was FaceTiming with Lil Nas X to tell him how much she loves his new song. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I seen, I heard a clip of like your new song the other day. Yes. Bang it. Let's go. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not saying that. Like, I honest to God, not just saying that. It is. No, it's over. As soon as this chat is over, I'm, I'm posting this on Twitter. I'm so glad. I'm so glad because you came so strong in the beginning. That kind of gets tricky where, like, where do you go next? But, man, you, you killing it. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Yeah, and now your skin can be even more glowed up in these videos. One hundred. Oh come on! Any opportunity, any opportunity to push the skincare line, right? right? That's, that's, all, that's, that's what it's all about. That's, that's what, what it's she's all making about. All of her millions. Hey, now. Do you not realize that now in 2020, with especially with COVID, and we're all doing Zoom calls and everything else, that our attention to quality has just gone way downhill. Like if you were talking to somebody on the phone five years ago and it sounded that bad you would make them hang up and call you back six times yeah call me back call me back call me back yeah something's and now wrong we, with the connection yeah something's wrong we just don't care anymore no we of course not we don't care as soon as you get that connection you're like we're good yeah yeah so what's a what's a new little Nas X song I didn't even know there was one we don't, we does don't anybody know one. does anybody know what is it Sham do you know come here I can't hear you come nobody here, can here, hear here, you here, nobody can hear you What is it called? Uh, it's reportedly called Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By no. Your Name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that that movie? Call Me By Your Name? Yeah. Is there a clip of it? There sure is. Oh, really? Oh, huh? oh, 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 oh. On his, uh, oh, look at that. On his Instagram. So, really? is this what, is, so is this what Rihanna heard then? Yes. I guess. Right? Like, do you think she heard it on his Instagram? No. So, or she, like, so, so he tweeted a video of himself driving while playing the song. Uh, That's what she got. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. sounds like something I'd be into. <laughs> yeah? Like, any of the other tracks that he's released after Old Town Road, I yeah. wasn't, like, really feeling it. Yeah. You like this one, That's going to be a banger. You think Are you so, kidding huh? me? That sounds so fun. Wow. Man. 
and it's up tempo. You know, yeah, we're I not know. getting any up tempo no, music. I, yeah, oh, I know. That's I good. Like so that's it. new Lil Nas X. Do there we know when go. it's coming out? No idea, but his huh. song is reportedly called Call Me By Your Name. Oh, nice. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you have a dog name or a person name? I would say Mocha, you have a dog name. Excuse me? <laughs> there's, there's, okay, so they, they, they asked a bunch of people what they thought were specific, like better names specifically for dogs, names that should be specifically for people. And then there's a list in the middle of where it can go either way. It could be a dog name or a person name. Okay. What would you classify Roz? Uh, it's a person name. Nobody, <laughs> nobody called her dog Roz. So names that work better for dogs are Buddy, Milo, Ginger, Bo, Bruno, Tucker, Coco, Marley, Trixie, and Roscoe, right? Mm, which are which are all people Ross. names. Which are all people names, but people right. say that they're now these should be exclusively dog names. More Rex. Yeah, I would put Rex on the list too. All right. Also Mocha. Definitely wow. Mocha. Uh, Roscoe way more. Way more. Mocha's way more. Sorry, Roscoe's closer to Roz than anything else that you've just read. Well, Mocha's on the list. No, it's not. Yeah, I just put it on the list. No, That's how this works. That. Why not? I'm going to put you on a list right okay. now. Okay. Uh, names that work better for people. Uh, Charlie, Sammy, Maddie, Millie, Maggie, Tanner, and Lucy. And then ch- names that they say work just as well for a dog or a person. Uh, Finn, Bailey, Max, Ollie, Sadie, and Gigi. <laughs> for a dog or a person? Or a person. Those those names are fine to go either mm. way. But definitely dog names are Buddy, Milo, Ginger, Bo, Bruno, Tucker, Coco, Marley, Trixie, Roscoe, and Mocha. Shut up, man. What? It's there. Yeah, but nobody voted on it. What do you mean nobody voted on it? Like it's like part of the study. This many people were talking. Nobody has you voted on Mocha yet. Mocha Mori talking about studies. You don't know what you're talking about with studies. Let me read these again. Buddy, Milo, Ginger, Bo, Bruno, Tucker, Coco, Marley, Trixie, Roscoe, Mocha. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You watch Succession? I do not. You do not. God, you should. Is it good? Oh, it's a, one of the best shows I've seen in the last 20 years, Maybe we'll man. start it because we literally just wrapped up Ozark last night. Get on Succession. Okay. But I'll, I'll warn you, Succession, if you if you plow through seasons one and two of Succession, it yeah. will like, it'll, it'll, it ruins TV for you for a little while. Why? Because the writing is so good on Succession oh. that when you try and go back to another TV How show. How many you, seasons? You, two, right? Only There's two? two seasons, yeah. Oh, okay. Then it gets better. Like it's, it's, really? it's one of the shows. Do they have a new season coming out? Yeah. Like they do, filmed it already? They, uh, that I don't know. But anyway, so Nicholas Braun, who plays Cousin Greg on the show, just mm-hmm. got nominated for an Emmy. And he's awesome. Uh, but he also released a pop punk song in the time of COVID called Antibodies. So this is, if you're a fan of Succession, this is Cousin Greg from Succession with his pop punk track called Antibodies. What's it called? You have it right there. I want a girl's plus got the stuff. I want a girl's safe. I want to hold you in my arms and not be afraid to break. Pens off, pens off, pens off. 
this is a job. Yeah. No, it's real. <laughs> is he singing the show? No. No, he's like a huge nerd on the show. Not that huge nerds can't sing. No, but do we know that he... But did I know he was a singer? Yeah. No. <laughs> and there's nothing on Succession that would lead you to believe that Cousin Greg is a singer. Hold on, let me hear this from the beginning again. I want a girl who's got the stuff. I want a girl who's safe. I want to hold you in my arms and not be afraid to breathe. Brave, brave. I obeyed the rules. <laughs> now I'm ready to break them on you. No, no more sending nudes. <laughs> if you come within six feet, it's mask on, mask on, mask on, mask on. Like the but second time, is it bad that the second time I'm hearing this, I actually kind of dig it now? <laughs> I totally dig it. Pets on, pets on. Like the production on it's real good too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so who is this again? This is a guy named Nicholas Braun, who was just actually the other day nominated for an Emmy. Uh, he's Cousin Greg on Succession. Wow. I actually kind of dig that now. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We were talking about how Madonna and Ellen have had the worst celebrity quarantines. Where Madonna just, I don't know what she's doing, man. But it all went wrong for Ellen, and she's in quarantine and doing her show from there. And then all these articles start coming out about how much everybody, how mean she is and how terrible it is to work on the show. And they fire you for going to a funeral, and she's a monster. You're not allowed to talk to her. And So there was a television executive in Australia who told a story about interviewing Ellen when she appeared on his program back in 2013. The guy's name is Neil Breen. And he was talking about how demanding Ellen's staff was and how they all, quote, walked on eggshells. And here, listen to the clip of him saying how the interview was dictated and laid out. Producers called us aside and said, okay, this is how it's going to work here this morning. Um, Ellen's going to arrive at, you know, 10.15, and she'll be sitting in this chair here, and Richard, you'll be sitting in this chair here. Um, now, uh, Neil, no one's to talk to Ellen, so you, you don't talk to her, you don't approach her, you don't look at her. She'll come in, she'll sit down, she'll talk to Richard, then Ellen will leave, and we'll give you the thing. And and I sort of said, are you fair income? Oh, I can't look at her. I found the whole thing bizarre. And then he goes on to say, I have no idea whether Ellen's a nice person or not. I wasn't, I would have no clue, he added, but I can tell you that the people who work with her walked on eggshells the whole time. We were there to do an interview to promote whatever she's doing, but you can't look at her? Um, I heard a story from somebody I know who interviewed Ellen. Yeah. And the story they told was that when the interview was being set up by Ellen's people, she would only be interviewed by a man. What? She didn't want to be interviewed by a woman. Okay. And the big thing was no jokes. What El do you mean? Ellen's the funny one. You're not the funny one. So if Ellen says something funny, you can't do that thing where you also say something funny. The rule was you are not to be funny. You are not to tell jokes. You are not to try and get a laugh in the interview. Ellen is the one that tells jokes. So if Ellen's Ellen walked in one. here pre-COVID, right? Yes. Ellen walked in here and we were doing an interview with her. Right. We wouldn't be allowed to like snap funny ones? No. 
At all? No, no. That's the story I heard. And they said the exact same thing, that it was such a bizarre experience you know, interviewing Ellen because of the, the incredible amount of rules. And you usually get rules in this business. Oftentimes you do when you interview, when you interview people. But what made it so unusual were these were, these were all rules that nobody had ever heard before. This these kind of attitude new. and like, quote unquote, rules yeah. are... Like you would always hear them rumored to be like Madonna would have these or Mariah Carey would have these. Like never, Ellen. Why is it that now during the pandemic when everyone was in lockdown that all of a sudden, because Ellen has been in our lives forever. It's why is it now that okay. all these stories in the past six months have been coming out about Ellen? Because it started when they briefly laid off her own staff and hired an outside company to put her show together from her home. And so it pissed off the people that worked for her. And then and that's, everyone and then, was like, okay, yeah, now we got then, secrets. And that's when, the, that's when the story started coming I got a story out. to tell. Exactly, yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. A lot of sleepy people today. Everybody on the West Coast stayed up past midnight watching Black is King. Everybody on the East Coast had to wait till 3 a.m. to watch Black is King. I couldn't do that, man. No, if, absolutely not. If you've not. seen it, uh, we want to talk to you. Text us at uh, 925-555. Shoot but Beyonce is trending. Black is King is trending. And I still, I'm still unsure like how it feels. Whether Does it feel like a movie? Does it feel like a documentary? Does it feel like one big long music video? Like What does it feel like? This is Beyonce on GMA yesterday morning describing what Black is King means to her. Black is King is finally here. It's been a year in the making. I worked with a diverse group of very gifted directors and actors and creatives from all over the world to reimagine the story of The Lion King. The narrative unfolds through music videos, fashion, dance, beautiful natural settings, and raw new talent. But it all started in my backyard. So from my house to Johannesburg, to Ghana, to London, to Belgium, to the Grand Canyon, it was truly a journey to bring this film to life. And my hope for this film is that it shifts the global perception of the word black, which has always meant inspiration and love and strength and beauty to me. But black is king means black is regal and rich in history, in purpose, and in lineage. I hope y'all love it. I hope you enjoy it. Right on. And I watched, the only thing that I watched from it this morning was uh, Brown Skin Girl. Yeah. Because that was trending. And that was kind of like the one song from the album that was a standout track that everyone was like, this song is just so beautiful. Everybody gravitated towards that one. Everybody. Uh, Kelly Rowland is in the the video. Lapidi Nyong'o is there. Uh, Naomi Campbell. Beyonce and Jay-Z's daughter, Blue Ivy. I spotted in there. Yeah. And uh, her mom, Tina's in there. Just gorgeous. So it's uh, shoot us a text. Um, we got a lot of people that are trying to get on with us who stayed up all night to watch Black is King. Who do you want to talk to? Um, we actually have, hold on here. We actually have somebody uh, 
From Texas, from Beyonce's hometown in Texas. Houston? Yeah. All right. Houston, Texas. Uh, Tyrone, you there? Yes. Yeah, how's it going? I'm great. I'm just going good. How are you? Good. So you've been up all night watching Black is King? I've been up all night counting down to watch Black is King. Okay, so you watched it. Initial thoughts? Oh, my gosh. My mind has just been so blown. Like, Beyonce is just amazing. My initial thoughts, I... I I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. Like, it was amazing. It was just so inspirational, especially like as being like a black man. Everything that she represented in the film was perfect. It was just everything that I needed right now. It spoke to my soul. I'm just like so happy and just so proud as a Beyonce fan in general. Like, it was amazing. So when you're watching it, what does it feel like you're watching? Like, is it a movie? Does it feel like a musical? What does it feel like when you're watching it? Honestly, like when we sat down to watch it, it was like me and my best friend. It feels like an event. Like, you're sitting down, like watching like a feature film. Like, I felt like when I was watching it, I said like literally like this should be in theater yeah that's literally what it feels like like it feels like an extravagant like piece of art that like should be like presented to the masses in the best way possible like if corona wasn't going on around right now we weren't quarantined like this would be in theaters i feel like definitely for hey, sure tyrone when watching black is king what's the one kind of visual that stood out for you one song oh my gosh the visual that stood out to me the most that spoke to me was brown skin girl mm -hmm. that visual was amazing it literally had me like feeling just like so proud to have the skin color that i have and just being like a black person the visuals that beyonce portrayed in that visual were amazing they were stunning everything that i was representing i was just like totally a fan of and here for it it was just like if i had to choose one black skin brown skin girl would definitely be that one there you go uh, Tyrone, you be safe down there in Texas, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, for the first time in its magazine history, uh, Oprah is giving up the cover of O Magazine. This time, uh, this is to honor Breonna Taylor. Um, People reports that the September issue, which actually hits newsstands on August 11th, will feature an image of Breonna Taylor. She's the black woman who was fatally shot by police inside her Louisville home this past March. Uh, in the editor's letter posted on O's website, Oprah explained the decision by writing this. We can't be silent. We have to use whatever megaphone we have to cry for justice. And that is why Breonna Taylor is on the cover of O Magazine. I love that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres uh, apologized to her staff over workplace complaints. This as new allegations of sexual misconduct are reported by BuzzFeed. So in the letter Damn. in the letter to her staff, Ellen wrote uh, she wanted her show to be a place of happiness and so she went on to say, I could not have the success I've had without all the contributions. My name is on the show and everything we do, I take responsibility for that. Alongside Warner Brothers, we immediately began an internal investigation and we are taking steps together to correct the issue. As we've grown exponentially, I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done. Clearly, some didn't. That will now change, and I'm committed to ensuring ties. Uh, I'm committed to ensuring that this does not happen again. And then uh, BuzzFeed came out with a report of uh, two of the exec producers uh, being accused of sexual harassment uh, within the workplace. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Taylor Swift fans need to chill. What happened? So, 
I've been saying this for years, man, that not enough stars call out their hardcore fans when they go too far. Because it rarely happens. What happened? It rarely happens. So Pitchfork, one of the editors at Pitchfork, Jillian Mapes, reviewed Folklore. And this isn't usually even the type of album that Pitchfork would generally heap massive amounts of praise on. But the review is largely positive. Like it's not, they don't trash Folklore at all. But it wasn't positive enough for certain Taylor Swift fans. Oh, jeez. Certain lines didn't sit well with Swift's hardcore fans. Not only that, but the numeric score that Pitchfork gave it was 8.0, which isn't a bad score. But... Like 8 out of 10? Okay, yeah. It was 8.0, which isn't even determined by the one individual who writes the review at Pitchfork. Their scores are based on all of their editors getting together and posting the, posting the score. What Swifty say? So they said that the 8.0 was going to drag down the album's aggregated Metacritic score. Oh God. So it wasn't going to be this sort of perfect 10. And because of that, they started, a lot of these tweets have been removed and deleted. Some of them still remain, but they started posting Jillian's address, her phone number, her old and current homes. People started posting pictures of her at her home, and they even joked about burning down her house. Oh, come on. So they doxed the writer for Pitchfork for giving Folklore an 8.0. Yo, y'all need to chill. That is not (laughs) right. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Alessia Cara just dropped a brand new album called This Summer Live Off the Floor, featuring live versions of tracks from her uh, summer album of last year. She is also a Grammy award-winning artist, the one, the only, Alessia Cara! <laughs> How are you guys? Good. Happy, Happy belated, belated birthday. birthday. Oh, you owe me a beer. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. What did you wind up doing? Because birthdays are different now. We've talked to so many people who have celebrated some pretty incredible things during uh, sort of, you know, isolation. So what, what were your big plans and what actually wound up happening? Well, I, I don't typically have plans anyways on my birthday. I'm usually oh. working. So this was the first birthday I had off. Um, so I didn't really know what to do. But of course, under these circumstances, you couldn't do much anyway. So I just like had a little dinner with my with my uh, family and some friends kept it under 10, obviously, and just like had like a chill dinner, which is probably what I would have done anyway. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. It didn't feel much different. And, and how has everything been for you the past little while? Like having to stay at home when your life 
typically you're on the road for like weeks and weeks and weeks and maybe you get like a couple of days here and there. But now this is like a long stretch of time where you have to be yeah. isolated. Yeah, it's it's extremely different. Like I'm coming off of a, a whole year tour. So like doing this right after was like really weird. But it's actually like, I don't want to say blessing because it was obviously a terrible thing that happened, but it definitely has been like a nice thing for me personally to be home with my family and like actually spend that time because we never get to just be the four of us at home, you know? So it was, it was good on that end. When everybody was forced to just sort of sit with themselves when all of this started, you could tell that some people were shutting down and other people were getting wildly creative and that this sort of isolation hit you in two different ways. Uh, what was the creative aspect? to you just having to spend that much time uh, by yourself? Was it any different than it normally is or did you get like more creative? I think that it comes in waves for yeah. sure. I think the beginning was extremely, extremely jarring and like sad and so it was hard for me to write at first but then I started getting into like a wave and a groove and I just started writing a lot. So my, my way of expressing that was just like writing music. I also um, was learning to cook a bit. I still am. So like got to practice that new hobby which has been really fun and nice. Ooh, and, what's your you favorite know, you thing find, to cook? Favorite thing? Uh, I love making like chicken. Like I love doing like wings or, like barbecue. Now that it's summertime we do barbecue stuff uh, so I yeah. love like, figuring out new ways to make chicken. That's what I've been doing. What's lately. the one thing that you were like really looking forward to learning how to cook and you just like screwed it up so bad? Um, I'm trying to make penne alla vodka. Do you guys know? Yeah. Oh my god. Alessia Cara. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite Italian dishes. Are you kidding me? Mine too and I try and I'm like it, it wasn't bad it just wasn't like the best like right. I need to figure out a better way to make it right. it was like all right uh live off the floor which is which is out now how like was this all brand new or is this stuff that you had sort of kicking around for a while like how much of it was just like where you wanted to rework sort of things that you knew worked but also just throw some new stuff in there as well well we recorded it last October last year you did so huh? it was yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was, like, shortly after I released the EP in the summer. Then, like, a couple months later, um, my manager, Chris, and uh, my friend, John, who produced this whole thing, like, we just had the idea to, like, he's like, why don't you just try everything acoustic? And I was like, cool. And then we just kept brainstorming. I'm like, what if we just, instead of doing it just acoustic, like, let's take it up a notch and do, like, entirely live, like, new instrumentation, just rework everything. And it worked out beautifully. And then, I mean, it worked out also pretty beautifully that it you know got released this summer do you have a favorite song on the album that you are just like i know you're proud of every single one of them but here we're talking about a live album do you have one in your mind that really really sticks out i think all of them are so cool i really think ready though is one of my favorites just because we like kind of did a mashup in the intro of um a greg gershwin song called summertime and it goes right into ready and it's like you know with strings and the whole orchestra and it's like Ugh, it's so beautiful. So that's probably my favorite. It's the Raza Moga Show, uh, chatting with Alessia Cara right now. And you've announced this on Instagram that you're donating like a ton of money over the next 21 years. Yeah, all of my proceeds on this project um, for every stream, including YouTube streams, wherever, um, are going towards Save the Children, which is a foundation that has so many emergency funds for kids all over the world that need it most, which I feel like right now we're in a time where you know, we're, we're so much light is being shed on these issues that we didn't even know about, you mm -hmm. know, um, in so many aspects of the world. And I, I 
felt like Save the Children was a perfect organization to pinpoint all of those things, whether it's indigenous communities in Canada, our own country, um, or the famine and war going on in Yemen and black communities and just people who really, really need it. And I think the root of those things are helping children because those kids are going to be the future of our world, right? So we got to make sure that they're taken care of. Where are you right now? Are you still at your, your folks place or do you have your own place? I have my own place. I'm here at my parents' house now because okay. I am officially a dog mom. So <laughs> hey, I need to. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cleo, yeah. right? Is that yeah. the Cleo? Oh, such a cute dog. No, yeah, yeah. So I, I came back here so we could all help because I'm like, I can't do this. It's like very hard at first. <laughs> so I needed some like extra, extra hands. It's been really fun though. What's, right. it, what's it like having your own place? It's awesome. You know what? At first I was. I had a lot of like nights where I would just cry because I'm like, like, what am I doing? I don't want to be by myself. Aww. Oh, there she is. She barks. Um, but now, like, I'm just learning to love it. And, yeah. you know, thankfully my parents are still close so I can, you know, come and hang with them when I want to. Oh, uh, Alessia, uh, Cara, you know, we love you so much. Thank you for joining us on the Raz and Mocha show. Uh, the new album is out right now. The rework of all the live songs, including here, uh, Rooting For You, uh, Scars, You're Beautiful, Ready. Uh, we are just so incredible proud of you and everything that you've accomplished and uh, we, we can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you guys so much. It's so nice to talk to you and see your faces Aww. again and I hope I'll see you in person soon. Oh, sure. Well. Yeah. Alessia Carr, everybody. Thank, Thank you, girl. Appreciate love it. you. Be safe and Thank we'll chat soon. Thank you so much. Love you too. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Don't go to Niagara Falls without a mask. <laughs> FYI, they had to shut down the Niagara Speedway. Video from last weekend just like shocked everyone. Because there were hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of people that went down to Niagara. They were saying it was the busiest day in Niagara Falls for tourism since the pandemic. Yeah. It was beautiful last weekend. But social distancing, it was like people didn't know what that was. And wearing a mask, people didn't know what that was. Well, they're not set up for it. And the Niagara Speedway, there was a case of coronavirus. So they shut the place down yeah. on Wednesday and they sent like all 50 employees have to got to stay home now. <sighs> and then the mayor was like, listen, we're implementing some serious stuff now. It's difficult with a place like that. The argument that I saw, somebody did a, a, a great video where they were talking about Niagara Falls. They were just shooting video of everybody out on the streets in Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. And their argument was, why would you allow all these places along the strip to open? and everything else in Niagara Falls to open when they're, they don't have the means to keep that many people socially distant, but yet you refuse to allow a place like Canada's Wonderland to open mm -hmm. where they do have the staff and the means to keep people distant. You can keep people away from each other in line. You can make sure that uh, that the, the park is run in a way with arrows and with they have the people that and the space. staff to do it. They have the space to do it. Yeah. But yet Wonderland isn't allowed to open, but yet you open Niagara Falls. And I know it's a town, but it's still a tourist attraction. Oh, Everything. And it's just crowds. It's not even lines. It was just crowds everywhere. Yeah. It was crazy in Niagara Falls because you can't control that. Hello, Raza Mocha. Hello, Mocha. I just wanted to say thank you so much for telling people to stay out of Niagara Falls. Oh. <laughs> I live in Niagara Falls. I drive by there every day and I see the groups of gatherings of people by the falls. Oh. And they're not social distancing. So and unfortunately, a lot of them are from Toronto. What went through your mind last weekend when you saw 
all those people. Um, I was actually really upset because, especially with the um, the racetrack, I know it's really popular and people want to go, but mm-hmm. a lot of little kids that are there and people just, they want to go out. I understand they want to go out, but they just need to stay home, especially because it's just, it's a small area and there's a lot of seniors around there. I'm a PSW. I work at a nursing home in the area, so I just don't want to see any more people get sick. Fully agree. Thanks for bigging up Niagara. We totally appreciate it. I listen to you guys every morning, and I love you. Oh, thank you. You know what's hilarious? I see all those photos of the uh, the boat tours that go in and around the falls, yeah. and like the Maiden yeah. in the Mist out of, I guess it's run by a company from Buffalo, and yeah. in the States, like <laughs> this social distancing rule they allow, it seems like, everybody on the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then on the Canadian yeah. side, there was like six people I saw in one photo yeah. on an entire boat, and the two boats yeah. were passing one yeah. another, right? It's like a boat full of socially distanced, nice I Canadians know. versus yes. ratchet Americans who don't care about anything. No. Exactly. We're only allowed to have 10 people on those boats at a time if we want to oh, go. God, that line would that be crazy. Rule. We did that boat last year, and... They were allowed to fill the boat, right? Uh-huh. Like, like, yeah. and I mean, fill the boat. Like, we were shoulder yeah. to shoulder on the boat. And when you can fill that boat, it was still, I think that we waited two and a half hours, three hours, maybe. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But here's the trick. You want to know the trick about getting on that boat in Niagara Falls? Uh, don't <laughs> tell it, everyone. Why? <laughs> because then the secret's going to be out. Do you know the trick, Tanya? No, I don't know the trick. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Now you're telling all the secrets. Okay. Guys. So here's the trick about getting on that bloody boat in Niagara Falls. Okay. You can go and you get your ticket, right? And okay. then you're going to see the big giant line that runs all the way down the boulevard, mm-hmm. right? And it's huge. <laughs> Always. Hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of people. Okay. Yeah. That is the line for that really short, anticlimactic cable car ride down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because everybody wants to take that because it's part of the adventure. So everybody uh-huh. waits for this cable car ride and then it takes you down to the bottom and it is kind of cool and then you get to the bottom and you line up. Now, if you walk just past that kiosk where the tickets are and the cable car ride is, yeah. you're going to like go like half a block almost and you're going to see a pavilion and in that pavilion is a set of elevators. The elevators just bypass the cable car ride that really isn't that much fun anyway and you take it to the bottom and you get in line down there much shorter line much shorter oh, line did it's, you know that time okay. you, you go you, i had no idea yeah you go down through the gift shop okay Good and there's no signs for that because i've been in that there's gift shop. no signs for and that the washrooms are you know, yes. around that area yeah. as well no signs huh. interesting no signs but that is the know. big giant line is the line for people who are waiting to take that cable right. car ride down. so there you go everybody in toronto who are all going yep. to niagara falls this weekend yes <laughs> Right, to not socially distance and not wear your mask. Yes. Uh, just there, there's your secret to getting on that yes. boat. Yes. That only has Great a max thing. of like of like ten people anyway. Yeah, so enjoy. Ten people. Ten people at a time. <laughs> Love you, Tanya. Take care. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So you're just going through like the the main feed but when you have these fake accounts it's very difficult to start following people because you would follow who if you had a real account you would follow anyway and fans figure it out in a second uh by the way at spiky mouse or spiky mau5 right much like dead mouse right because prince ari yeah is a big dead mouse fan yeah 
But I think Adele had mentioned that she had a fake account as well that she used to use to scroll. Yeah. Right? Everyone. I, I assume, I just assume that majority of celebrities have a real account and then a fake account. Do you remember, we didn't we just do a story about Ben Affleck where he had a fake account and they found it? Yeah, but, okay, but Ben Affleck's fake, fake account... Didn't he have like a picture, like his real picture or something? Hold on here. Like people figured it out pretty quick and easy. Maury, find me that story, please. People figured it out because like he was like following Jennifer Garner. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what it was. And I think his profile was just a dad who makes films or something like that. (laughs) Wasn't it? Wasn't that the the story? Yeah. And for Prince Harry's fake account, in his bio, it read, not Prince Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on here. Here's the, here's the, let me read you. So Ben Affleck's fake account was oh yeah it, oh this is what it was it, it was at positive attitude hunting instead of goodwill hunting yeah. right? <laughs> so Ben Affleck's fake account was positive attitude hunting way to be slick <laughs> I know yeah nobody is ever going to get that but yeah, but they always find you on who you're following and, you know, who follows you and they just, they match people up, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. And then, so I think that Ben was following Jennifer Garner and his bio was just a dad who sometimes makes movies. <laughs> <laughs> and like we said, Prince Harry's fake account bio read, not Prince Harry. Very slick, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, okay. 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 <laughs> I love okay. this part of the show. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and KISS 92.5 News Break. Uh, Google has told employees that they are going to be extending their work from home protocols. Oh, nice. Until July 2021. What? Yeah. What? Next yeah. year? We're not even done July 2020 yet. Yes, July 2021. Every single one of them? Uh, they have, uh, t- yeah, according to the Wall Street Journal, They're- Google is taking the extraordinary step of allowing all 200,000 of its employees to work from home That's through crazy. July of 2021. I guess all you need is a laptop and good Wi-Fi. That's it, right? Do your job. Yeah. So uh, what are they going to do with that bomb-ass facility out there? Well, that's the whole thing is, is what are you going to do with any of these bomb-ass facilities, right? It's you, maybe you hope for a vaccine. Like lock the door and shut the lights? Yeah. Off? Yeah, yeah. But I think that this is going to be the new way of things. You know, filling buildings full of people and having everybody there is just going to be a thing of the past. It's mm. not going to be the way things work anymore. Damn. Especially in places like California and Florida. Uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show is now under workplace investigation by Warner Media. Executives oh, from the show, producers, telepictures, and uh, distributors, Warner Brothers Television, they sent a memo to staffers last week saying that they have engaged uh, employee relations and a third-party firm who will interview current and former staffers about their experiences on set of the show. In April, Variety reported 
the treatment of legacy crew members during the coronavirus lockdown. And then mid-July, BuzzFeed published a report alleging racism and intimidation on the show. In BuzzFeed's story, it contained a spectrum of accusations of uh, accused racist behavior from microaggressions to jokes about mistaking two black female employees with the same hairstyle, as well as criticism criticism of statements allegedly made to another staffer by executive producers and then there were the stories that people had asked to uh, take time off work to go to a funeral and they were fired upon returning because they took time off to go to things like a funeral so that's all happening down there on the Allen show COVID has not gone well for Allen at all I don't know know how it went so well for everybody else as soon as everyone started working from home they were like yo we got secrets but everybody else did Everybody else's show was fine when they showed their house and everything else. But Ellen made one joke, right, which was it was a it was a gay joke. It was actually a rape joke. But she said um, working from home is a lot like being in prison. You wear the same clothes every day and everybody's gay. Right. And that was her first sort of big misstep working from home. And then word got out that she hired a third-party company to produce her show from home and didn't use her own staff who actually put her television show together every day. So that was another one. And then there was all these issues of her laying people off and not bringing people back in time and, and mass uncertainty with her crew. And then all these stories Damn. started coming. Yeah, it was, it's like, a, but COVID did not go, it went well for everybody else. Yeah. Like Jimmy Kimmel had Jimmy Kimmel had pictures of him surface in blackface, and he had an easier time during COVID than Ellen did working from home. Like it's really wild, but anyway, so that's happening. Ed Sheeran, you have the clip there. Uh, Ed Sheeran did an interview talking about addiction and his addictive personality, and I don't think that this is something that Ed Sheeran has ever really talked about, but listen to this. I have a very addictive personality. Very, very addictive personality. And it's weird, watch, I'm reading Elton John's book at the moment, and there's so many things that he did that I do. He would be like, I would just go on like an ice cream binge and eat four desserts until I threw up, and I was like, I've done that before. (laughs) Like, Well, like, his, like, Martini binges where he sees how many martinis he can drink, and I'm like, I've done that before too. And there's like loads of, th- and in that book, he ends up getting really sad and depressed, and all of these things can add to that. And I think with addiction, it's just very hard to moderate, but moderation is the key. Wow. Yep. You know, when I sit down to eat a bag of chips, yeah, most times there will never be leftover chips. I will eat the entire bag. Or if I sit down with like a bag of Swedish berries or sour kids or whatever, yes, I eat the entire bag. Yeah, it's interesting what single serving has become, right? Like a big bag of chips. Like I never, I used to go to the store your whole life when you were growing up. When you would go to the store and buy a bag of chips, you would buy the small bag of chips. Yes. That's what you did for X amount of years in your life. Then at some point, we stopped doing that. And as adults, when we buy chips, we only buy big bags. Adults don't buy little bags. Adults only buy big bags. No, little but, bags for kids. But they still become a single serving of chips. Absolutely. Like to me, I say I'm going to get and eat a bag of chips the thought of that has not changed, but the size of that has changed. Yes. I still treat a large bag of chips the same way that I treated a small bag of chips. Because if I get to the bottom, almost to the bottom, and I look, I'm like, then I start 
thinking, well, that's just like basically two more handfuls. Right. Like I might as well finish. Yes. What do we do? Leave crumbs in the cupboard? Yes. I had, okay, so I had a friend who when they would get a big bag, you know how like a bag of chips is actually only like half full, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was just so understood that they would eat the whole bag that instead of opening the bag of chips from the top like you would normally open them from the top, mm-hmm. they got a, they held the bag by the bottom, took a pair of scissors and cut right across the middle. Of the bag. So it was like a bowl. Commitment. Yeah. So the the, the chip bag then became a bowl and you didn't have to reach in as far to get them. Now, when you say friend, do you really mean friend or is that code for like you? Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk. Why you got to play me like that, man? Okay. I'm allowed to to have secrets. Uh, Major League Baseball. What are you doing? Major League Baseball is like, if it's not Brampton, it's MLB. You know what I'm saying? That's the top two. Right? (laughs) So uh, MLB had to postpone a pair of games less than a week after its return. Well, after 14 Marlins players and staff tested positive for COVID-19. MLB commissioner Rob Manfred said it didn't quite reach the level of panic to make him consider shutting down the season saying, quote, I don't put I don't put this in the nightmare category. After three players tested positive on Sunday, the Marlins went ahead and played the Phillies. This is where it gets interesting. Now, Monday, 11 more tests came back positive for the Marlins, leading them to postpone the Marlins games against the Orioles last night. And then today, along with the Phillies games against the Yankees. Last night because they played them the night before. So Philly, everyone so, in Philly has to get tested too. So, yes. So now you're oh. leapfrogging all these That's people who were involved. That's how it spread. Uh, Manfred insisted that he thought the season could proceed, saying that the plans that they built in advance would allow them to move forward safely. <laughs> oh no! What you doing? Yeah, it's all happening. It's they should all, go play in Brampton. It's all it's happen- pretty safe out it's there. It's all huh? happening. Uh, Donald Trump going in on his best friend, Dr. Fauci, yesterday. What? Uh, so he, he, you know, Fauci threw out that first pitch at the Nationals game, and it really bent Trump out of shape. And then Trump uh, forced his people to call the Yankees to try and schedule him to go into a pitch, which the Yankees were into, but it wasn't actually scheduled. And then before it was even made official Trump canceled the pitch because he was too busy with coronavirus and the only reason he did that was because everybody loved to see Dr. Fauci throw at the first pitch Donald Trump is still the only president since 1910 who has not thrown at the first pitch at a baseball game and he hates that Fauci is so popular listen to this and he's got this high approval rating so (laughs) why don't I have a high approval rating with respect and the administration (laughs) with respect to the virus. A man works for us, with us very closely, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, also highly thought of, and yet they're highly thought of, but nobody likes me. It can only be my personality, that's all. <laughs> you know that the Nobody Likes Me remix is coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> he might as well have started this, <laughs> that sentence with, but mom! I know. <laughs> well, Nobody likes me. It would be a great remix because... Uh, A couple of guys on YouTube known as the Gregory Brothers took two of Trump's speeches from last week and remixed them. Like when Trump was going on about the cognitive test that he took, where he had to repeat words. And it was 30 or 35 questions. The first questions are very easy. The last questions are much more difficult. Uh, Like a memory question, it's uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. And then he like flexes like he yeah. owned it, right? Yeah. So the Gregory brothers went and did this with that same speech. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. 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 Person, woman, man, camera,
You can't make this stuff up, man. No, you can't. You really can't. It's amazing. Uh, the power of pleasure. Listen to this. Hedonism, they say, is the key to living a happier life, according to a new study. So research in Europe, researchers in Europe say that if you have a lot of self-control, it might actually be time to rethink your life. A new study finds that people who take the time for hedonism are living happier lives and suffer less depression. Hold Most, on, hedonism like in Jamaica? No, not not the swingers resort, just oh. general hedonistic behavior. <laughs> Thank you for pleasure, explaining. Pleasure seekers. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I don't mean... <laughs> wow. Uh, most like... I don't need to hear it, Maury. Most psychology experts... Did you say my dad? I don't need to hear it, Maury. Okay? Nobody needs that image in their head. If your dad in Jamaica... Shut up already. Okay? Nobody needs that. All right, sorry. Okay, most psychology experts believe self-control is vital to having a successful life. It helps prioritize your long-term goals. We know that. Your responsibilities over spontaneous pleasures and diversions. Now, self-control might keep your life in order, but the new research argues that seeking pleasure and self-indulgence positively impacts your well-being. They say that it is time for a rethink. This is according to the lead researcher. Of course, self-control is, is important, but research on self-regulation should pay just as much attention to hedonism or short-term pleasure. So those short, those sort of short-term bursts of just getting away and doing something that is just 100% pleasure-based only for you is actually a... Okay. <laughs> I understand now. Okay. Okay. I don't mean that. That's not what I'm talking about either. Oh, sorry. Wow. What well, was then, that, Maury? When did your dad go to hedonism? What year was that? In the 90s. In the 90s. Everything happened in the 90s, that's man. The, the 90s was a dirty decade. That's the one where I went and the lady that worked there used to leave shampoos for me in the bush outside the door. <laughs> don't want to know, bro. I said I didn't want to know. I don't know why I asked the follow-up. I don't know why I asked the follow-up. So if you remember earlier in the pandemic, the fight between Universal Pictures and AMC, the movie theaters, because Universal had released uh, Trolls World Tour directly to um, On Demand. Yeah. And AMC dug their heels in and said that they would never play another Universal movie in their theaters again. So they've struck a new deal. And I don't know how this plays in Canada, but in the U.S., the new deal is this. The window from when a movie has a theatrical release to when it could pop up on video on demand was 75 days. So that was the agreement between Universal and AMC theaters. Mm -hmm. So it would debut in the theaters 75 days later on demand. That new deal that Universal has with AMC, that 75-day window is now 17 days. Less than three weeks? Yeah. So, however, it's not going to be a straight on-demand the way that you were used to movies popping up on on-demand. So I think that the days between 17 and 75, the movie will still be at a premium price on-demand. And then okay. after the 75-day window, it would go to its regular $3.99 or $2.99 or $4.99, whatever it would be. So I think from 17 to 75, it's still going to be that. I don't even know how much was Trolls, like 20 bucks or something like that? Yeah. Like those premium movies on demand? So like I, think I know when Star Wars, when the last uh, Jedi, not last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, before it was available on demand, or sorry, like 
to purchase or whatever. You can rent it. It was like twenty four ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. So and they they've done that with a couple other movies too that have just hit strictly on demand services uh-huh. without going into theaters. Uh, but so that's the new deal. Yo, that, I'm that's down the new for deal that, man. with Universal and AMC in these states. This is the way it should be. I'm down. Did you see those uh, the Dio, the Dior Air Jordans? Did you see those ones Bro, that everybody bought them? What's that? I went. I almost. So I got the notification before yeah. all the hype surrounding these Jordans. Right. I got the notification that morning that they went on sale, and I went through the process. I didn't even know the price. I went through the process to see how much they were, filled out my information, blah, 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 get to the yeah. very last page to hit order. Yeah. And then I saw the price tag of like 2700 bucks, and I was like, ah, cancel. Yeah, so the Dior Air Jordans, they announced them in April, and then COVID happened and everything got pushed back. Um, but in June, people were able to register online to buy a pair. They were selling 8,000 pair of, Air, of these Dior Air Jordans. Yeah. Five million people registered. Ooh. To buy a pair of the Dior Air Jordans, uh, as you said, the U.S. price was two thousand for the low top and twenty two hundred for the high top. Uh, right now, they're selling on shoe markets online for twenty grand. Oh my god! No, yeah, and yeah. I bet people are buying them. It looks so yep. nice. Yep. So there you go with that. Huh? Shoot, Isn't that crazy? Them, huh? Isn't that I sh- nuts? I should have bought them. Yeah. Just a resell? Yeah. I saw like a couple days later, like Drake was rocking a pair, yeah. like right away. Kylie Jenner had Travis a pair. Travis Scott. Oh, man. Yeah. I wanted them so bad. <laughs> the one that got away, huh? The one that got away. <laughs> well, here we go. We're hitting stage three tomorrow. Ooh, big deal. Everyone's been acting like stage three for months. I know. Well, except for Windsor. Windsor has to stay in stage two. Oh, that sucks. Sorry, Windsor. (laughs) Uh, In stage three, nearly all businesses and public spaces can reopen with health measures in place and people can gather in larger groups. Uh, Even larger than they are now? Yeah, so indoor dining can resume at bars and restaurants and the size of gatherings can increase from 50 to 100 outdoors. Physical distancing is still required during uh, any gathering with people from outside an individual social circle. Ah, there you go. Brampton, go nuts. Things that you can't do. Still. Okay. Brampton. (laughs) You can't have a house party of 200 people. So high-risk businesses and high-risk activities are still not allowed, including amusement parks, water parks. Why isn't water parks... To me, that chlorine will just kill everything. Do yeah. I sound like Trump right now? Because I don't want to sound like Trump right now. But to me, the chlorine just kills everything. Like if you get a bunch of water in your mouth and you spit it back in the pool, am I going to get COVID from that? No. I don't think so. No. I think water parks are okay. Well, they're not. Oh, they're, apparently, they're not. They're not. Uh, no buffets still. Ooh, boy. No, you know, th- I have a feeling, I think, like, that's it for buffets. Yeah. I Whatever know. the last one you I went know. to was literally the last one you will ever go to. I know. I know. It's like the last time I saw a bikini car wash, I didn't realize that was going to be the last time I ever saw a bikini car wash. You can't do those anymore. <laughs> that's that's not an appropriate fundraiser anymore. I'm not going <laughs> to. You can't, right? That's a you comment, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, right? React. Back in the day, there was a lot of bikini car washes as a fundraising tool. Yeah, the cleanest car on the block, right? Yeah, you can't do that anymore. It's not cool. Nor should you. Uh, no dancing in bars or restaurants. Aww. 
Uh, overnight stay camps for kids. Can't do that still. Uh, no private karaoke rooms. What? <laughs> or prolonged or deliberate contact while playing sports. Like tag? We can't yeah. play tag no more? Well, prolonged uh, contact. We can't play... Long tag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no saunas, no steam rooms, no bathhouses, and no oxygen bars. <laughs> what the hell are we going to do this long weekend, bro? I don't know. Can't go for a steam. We can't hug each other. <laughs> Why live? <laughs> but this is so messed up. Uh, I can't night, believe this is life right now. Nightclubs are still banned from reopening, except for the purposes of serving food and drinks. God, that would be boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Toronto has also made it mandatory for masks in apartment buildings. So there you go with apartment that. Apartments and condos? Yeah, bylaws nice. meant to uh, mitigate the potential spread of COVID-19. Uh, among the bylaws passed is uh, elevators, lobbies, laundry rooms, and other shared spaces in condos and apartment buildings. So there you go. Uh, hockey's back. That means John Tortorella is back. Woo! That means John Tortorella has to answer questions from the press. <laughs> and we all know how much John Tortorella loves talking uh, to reporters. Like one of his favorite things. <laughs> hey, Torts, since you're getting closer now to game times, even the exhibition games, what have you said to the players? What do you need to say to the players about the urgency of the situation and how five games are shorter than seven? That none of your business. None of, none of your business what I'm saying to the players. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> what the thug lie? My favorite part is the yeah. woman. Next question. <laughs> Can you play that again that for me, please? That guy is so savage. Hey, Torts, since you're getting closer now to game times, even the exhibition games, what have you said to the players? What do you need to say to the players about the urgency of the situation and how five games are shorter than seven? That none of your business. None of, none of your business what I'm saying to the players. Next question. <laughs> none of your business. None of your business what I'm saying to the players. Oh, my God, that is the best. I love it. None of your business. Uh, uh, Director Ron Howard was talking to Andy Cohen on his uh, radio show. And the topic of a possible solo sequel. Huh? Talk to me about a sequel to Solo, a Star Wars uh, story. Well, there's no sequel planned now, and uh, you know it's amazing to be a, a, a part of a Star Wars movie that seems to suddenly be a kind of an underground hit, mm -hmm. uh, but not what you'd expect. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's that's been a uh, a uh, an, an odd, strange journey for that movie. See, I don't care what anybody says, man. That solo movie was amazing. I'm telling you, and I loved it. And I loved it from day one. And I really loved seeing people kind of come around to it after the fact because it came out right at the wrong time. Yeah. It came out in the middle of all of that other Star Wars story before the controversy happened and changing, like all of this stuff. There was too much Star Wars going on at the time. It was almost con confusing. It was very confusing. And people didn't want that and they had a hard time with the casting and they didn't want another origin story because we had just had so many Marvel movies. Like we were all so deep into that world culturally yeah. that Solo just wasn't given the platform to succeed. But now that it lives on streaming, if you sit down and watch Solo, it's a very enjoyable Star I Wars would, movie. Uh, I would welcome, movie. I'd welcome a sequel. Yeah, so would I.
I really would, but uh, but they, man, they were not happy with uh, with its performance at the box office. So I don't even know if they're going to take the chance on that. But uh, but I'm with you. I would love to see it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, who we know loves to dance, is releasing a memoir called Green Lights. Ever since I learned to write, I've been keeping a journal. Two years ago, I worked up the courage to take all of those journals off into solitary confinement just to see what the hell I had, and I returned with. A book. Yes. (laughs) This is my sights and scenes, my nices and means, successes and failures, stories, people, places, poems, prayers, prescribes, and a whole lot of bumper stickers. It's called Green Lights because it's a story about how I have, and we all can, catch more of them in this life we're living. You see, we don't like the red and yellow lights because they take up our time, right? (laughs) (laughs) True Sifam! Nailed it. He's the best, man. Uh, I got to start listening to him on on that meditation app, the Calm app. Yeah. Is he on there? Yeah, he is. Is he really? I, I actually know. just started using the app the other day. Yeah. What do you use it for? I use it before I go to bed. Really, yeah? Yeah, I do the what, meditation now. What, what do they say to you? Um, I don't know. I fall asleep. It oh. works. I fall asleep. Yeah, right Last away. night I fell asleep like within seconds. <laughs> really? Lady was talking some real nice stuff and yeah. you hear the water in the background. Really? I was yeah. done. I fell asleep with my ear pods in the other night. One of them, sorry, because I put my head on the pillow, so I took my ear pod out. I was on the couch and yeah. I was watching something on the computer, and I was having a glorious sleep. But then my ear pod ran out of batteries and it started beeping in my ear like an alarm clock. Oh no! <laughs> so you had to wake up. I woke up and then I was up three thirty on a Sunday. Oh, no. Weekend ruiner. Yes. The day before you have to come in. It was the worst. Oh. It was the worst. You had your Monday wake-up call on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah no, it was the worst, oh, man. that sucks, dude. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. They got questions. We have answers, Roz. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Am I boring you already? No, it's just that you caught me right in the middle of a yawn. <laughs> You're not boring me. Hey, Nikki. Hi. Hi, just to warn you, uh, Roz is very bored already. No, I'm not. I yawned. I yawned. Oh, no. Oh, and I woke up early for this. Oh, for God's sakes. Uh, your question <laughs> better be good. Oh, gosh, the pressure is on. I think it's good. All I right. think it's good. All right. Okay, so when into a relationship, is it appropriate to fart in front of one another? Great question. Okay, so are you in a relationship right now, Nikki? Yes, I am. So I have been in a relationship since about December, and I have not yet farted in front of him, nor has he farted in front of me. Now, have you discussed it at all? Uh, no, we haven't, but I think his sense of humor is very similar to mine. I think farts are hilarious, Mm -hmm. so I think he would find it pretty funny, but I know some people don't fart in front of one another at all. So I think, yeah, how do you sort of let that first one out? (laughs) It's, it's, well, yeah, geez, I, I, farting is a slippery slope. Right. Because you may both love farts and then and then one time somebody takes it too seriously where then you walk into the room and jump on his lap and fart and then you've ruined farting. Oh, yeah. Right? And you and you may have ruined other things, too. Um, I would say, you know, f- just I would say just fart. Right. Like, I'll tell you this. OK. Have I heard Catherine fart? Yes. 
Has, has Catherine and would Catherine ever admit to farting in front of me? The answer is no. If you ask Catherine, has she ever farted in front of me? Her answer will be no. And forever if, will be no. And for, will forever will be no. Okay? But I hear her fart all the time, and when she farts, I, I make the sound with my mouth of her fart back to her. Oh, right? I mimic her fart, right? <laughs> I always do. Whenever whenever I hear a fart, I always mimic the sound of the really? fart. Yeah. <laughs> right? I always do whatever, something like that. Uh, but I, I say, I'll, I'll say that... Uh, you both have to be comfortable and farting is going to happen, but I don't think you need to get to the point of where you're on the couch and you fart and then you grimace your face and start like waving it at him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I, don't yeah. Th- I don't think you do that kind of stuff. I think you just do. do it like nonchalant. Like it happens and then yeah, that's it. Yeah, I would just, I would just lay one and not even, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even acknowledge it to be honest with you. I yeah. would just normal, I would just, the, the first fart should be uh, in a normal environment. And I think that the first fart should be, you know, uh, you just fart and you don't even acknowledge it and you just carry on with the conversation. There yeah. are places okay. there are times, there are places that you're allowed to do it in the play in the home and there are places you're not. Like you can't do it in bed. You can do it on the couch, but you can't do it in the kitchen. What do you mean? You can't fart in the kitchen. Because it's too close to the food. Right? Oh, jeez. Wow. wow. That's weird. Uh, I can't remember the first time I farted in front of Jenna, but I think I did the same where I just did it and yep. just treated it like it was not a yep. big deal. Yep. But what okay. I do now that we've, you know, been together pretty much 10 years, almost 10 years, that if it's a bad one, I'll yeah. give her a warning. Yeah. I'll be like, you may want to walk away. <laughs> yeah. I will never give a pre-warning, but I will fart and then I'll look at Catherine and she'll go, oh my God. And I'll go, yeah, that was like one of four. <laughs> wow, you get the grand total, huh? Yeah, because I know, I know, I know what's left, right? Like I know, I know, I know what's left. This is the prequel. Yeah, <laughs> you both have kids, so they must find it hilarious. Oh God, yeah. I mean, kids, all kids love farts. Roxy and I, we will, we'll be in the pool. And if one of us has to fart, like if I have to fart in the pool, I'll be like, I'll be like, dude, 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 get over here. And then we both are super, super silent. We take a tiny little breath in and then we both go under the water really, really quietly. Yeah. And then we try and hear it under the water. Oh, and do you yeah. hear it? Sometimes you can hear it. Oh. Yeah. But you really, like you really have to push, right? Yeah. Like you in order. It's, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous let in me, the pool. Let me add a second question to this. What comes first? I love you or a fart? Oh, oh for us, it was I love you. Oh, I think a fart. Oh, yeah, really? I wow. would say. Yeah. In yeah. our situation. Yeah. See, for me, for us, it was I love you, then the fart. Wait, are you living? No, but people wouldn't generally be living together before you say I love you. No. Normally, you say I love you and then move in together. Uh, I would say that farting happens once you're living together is when it sort of gets normalized. I don't know. I don't know if I did too much farting when I wasn't living with somebody. Really? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. I don't know. I just remember I get really uncomfortable comfortable if I don't fart, right? Like yeah. it's just I, I get a, like a sore belly and I just have to fart. Like I can't hold them in anymore. When I was younger, I used to be able to hold in a fart. I can't hold in a fart anymore. Really? I just, no, I just have to let it because what winds up happening is even if I go to, like if I have to fart and I have to get up off the couch, the fart is happening, man. As soon as I start moving my body around, like if I have to fart and walk up three stairs, I will probably fart twice. <laughs> Grand total. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a Cool. Yeah. Right? So, so you you have to be you have to be comfortable with them. I you know I'm not saying you know lean in for a kiss and then let one go. 
<laughs> Although I do like that move. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, at least. I am a fan of that move. Uh, but I think that you just, I think you, in the middle of a conversation or doing whatever you're doing, I think you just fart and then just carry on. And then he'll have a look on his face like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. And then, and then I think that if you don't make a big deal about it, it will never become a big deal. Okay, sounds good. I'll yeah. just let one go. Just yeah. let one go. <laughs> yeah. Save up whatever you got today and let it out tonight. <laughs> Try your best at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, Nikki. All right. Sounds good. Thank like, you so much. Like, do, hey, do, Nikki, do Nikki. some yoga today and like yes? pack it all in there. <laughs> Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? <laughs> oh, no. I, okay. I like that Roz is a cat guy because I love cats, but I have to go with Mocha. Why though? You just gave a reason why you love me, but said I, Mocha with no reason. She doesn't need one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. Like, burn, baby. Burn. <laughs> that's, a no, Mocha, that's, that's a terrible Mocha loss. Is a huge, he's a huge Raptors fan and I am as well. And sort of Raptors trump cats. So wow. yeah, there you go. Go Raptors. Go. Love you, Nikki. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Uh, Mo asks, Mocha and Maury, do your parents' laughs sound just like your laughs? I would say no. My mom and my dad, they do not have the same laugh that I do. Maury? No, not at all. You don't laugh like your dad? No, my dad's is a more of a deeper guffaw, mm. right? And Matthew's... Mimic it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> kind of like a Santa laugh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Matthews is more of a kind of one of those forced, like, I guess I have to laugh, laugh. Huh? <laughs> because everything you say, he feels like he has to laugh at. Yeah. But, Wait, when, but I've watched Matthew laugh when he's watching. <laughs> I just video. really banged my knee on the table. <laughs> Bro, you are falling apart. At first, when, right before we talked to Nikki, you're yawning because you're bored as hell. Oh God! It hurts so bad. <laughs> you banged your knee on the table. Yeah, I just was—I just went to cross my legs and I hit my kneecap like right on the table, man. Oh God, this hurts. You should try farting. It might make you feel better. <laughs> you be oh, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna limp for a day now. <laughs> I can feel it swelling. Did your leg automatically move? What's that? I don't know. God, that hurt. <laughs> this is like I got it. I got it right underneath my bro, kneecap. Can I tell you? Yeah. We could not have planned this at all. Why? Because the next question. What's the next question? It's from Lisa that says, yeah. "Have you ever struggled with the idea of getting older?" <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever struggled with the idea of getting older? No, Lisa. As you sit there rubbing your knee. I don't know. Honestly, guys, it really hurts a lot, though. Ow. And I can't even go there and help you. No. Oh my, God, my stomach. Are you going to be okay? Uh, yeah, it's swell. Okay. It's good. Maury, have you ever struggled uh, with the idea of getting older? Daily. Like walking upstairs is, a, is is really tough. What hurts? Does your body hurt or is it a cardio just, thing? It's a cardio thing. Like I, I will walk up the stairs, even just like a flight of a small set of stairs, dog walking. And at the end of it, I'm just out of breath. Really? Huh? Yeah. You know, but when, then you when do, you get back to the, the but condo. But how did you do all those spin classes and stuff like that? That's heavy cardio. That was four months ago. No, but I know. But even then. You could have lost all everything that you gained yeah. in four months. 
Oh, I have. Oh, all your cardio? And you're yeah. taking... And then, but you've been like taking the dog out for a walk like every single day. And it's exhausting. And then we get back home and I have to sit down and like, don't talk to me for a minute. You know, that kind of situation. You need a minute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a knee after a dog walk? Yeah. Catch your breath? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Do I ever struggle with getting old? Um, Can I answer for you? <laughs> Wincing over there over your knee? Oh, it hurts speaking, so bad. Speaking of taking a knee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it hurts so bad. Okay. Do you, you think it's bruised? Oh, uh, I don't bruise that easily, though. You know what's so messed up? What's that? Is that your pants are so tight, you yeah. can't even lift up your pants to no. see your knee. I can't lift up my pants to see my ankle. That's <laughs> <laughs> super tight. Yeah. <laughs> These pants are tight today, too. Yeah, do you ever struggle Me? with the idea of getting older? Like just the idea of getting older yeah. or actually physically getting older? Uh, not with the idea of getting older, but I'll sometimes struggle with actually getting older. Like there's just, there's things that I can't do anymore that like you could do when you were, you know, when you were in your 20s. Oh, like somersaults. I Well, yeah. No, 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 no. I'll tell you. No, you're absolutely right. No, no, yeah. 100%. I can't do roller coasters anymore. Really? No, let's sorry. I can do roller coasters. I can't do spinny rides anymore. Really? Like Rox wow. and I will go on, you know, if we're at the CNE or, if, you know, whatever, wherever you are, or even doing a somersault in a pool. Yeah. I can't do somersaults in the pool anymore. My stomach just gets so thrown. Oh. I can't even, I can't do it. And I can't do spinny rides anymore. I can do roller coasters, <laughs> but nothing that spins in a circle anymore. Where when I was younger, you could spend all day on those things. Oh, yeah. Like even if I'm sitting in the office chair. I had to get an office chair. We had to get new office chairs because I could no longer have an office chair with wheels. Because even if I turned a little tiny bit, if I did one full rotation, I'm out for a half hour. <laughs> I can't I can't get my equilibrium back. So on the set of E.T. Canada. Yeah, I get too dizzy. Do, aren't they swivel chairs on the set behind yeah, the but desk? I never turn around though. I never go <laughs> well, more than I never yeah, go what more. What do you need to turn around for? Yeah, 45 degrees is all I can do in, in a spinning oh, chair. No. I can't spin. Like if, if right now, if right now I swung my chair around. Uh -huh. Right and did a full 360. I would probably be you noticeably different for the rest of this podcast. Oh my god! Can we see? Yeah, no, no, I don't like it. I can't do. I can't do spins. Uh, oh, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add in crawling around on your knees. Kids can do that. When you do that now, your yeah. knees hurt when you crawl around on your knees. Yeah. Also, when you have a kid, I'm sure you know this a lot. Mocha is uh, sit. I, I remember I would spend over the course of a weekend when I was a kid. I would probably spend. 15, 16 hours sitting on a floor. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Now if I sit on the floor, I, like I start going down like to crouch down onto the floor and I already know what's going to be hurting. <laughs> like I can't sit on the here, floor here, anymore. Here, here. Yeah, I can't sit on the floor anymore. No. Cross-legged, no, cross no. your leg falls asleep within I seconds. I can't do cross-legged anymore. What? No, 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 no. Oh, you guys, no, come I can, on. I can't sit cross-legged anymore. We yeah, need to no, work my, out together. My yeah. legs fall like, asleep. Like I can sit like regular cross-legged, but I can't do that thing where I take my feet and I put them over my legs. What's the what's the difference? What? Like like yeah, yoga style. Yeah, what's the other way? Well, you when your feet are under your legs. Your feet are under. Oh, you yeah. can't. Oh, I know what you're saying. Oh, cross-legged, yeah. but your feet are are above. Yes. Yeah. I used to be able to get up and walk on my knees across the floor like that. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I can't do that anymore though. Wow, you guys are hurting, man. Oh, please. You wait. What? You just wait. So to answer your question, Lisa, if I've ever struggled with the idea of getting older, absolutely not. Can I just show you? Okay, honestly, okay. 
I'm going to show you right now. Before we started doing this podcast, I had a couple of minutes, so I started researching something. Okay. Okay, that I'm in the market for to buy. Okay. Okay, and it's so funny because as we were having this discussion, like I'll admit that I was actually also online shopping while we were doing the podcast. Okay. Okay, but we're talking about struggling while being old, and I just realized what I'm trying to price match here. Okay. Okay, what is that? Oh my god. What is that? It's a, it's a wood, It's a rocking chair. Rocking chair. <laughs> it's beautiful, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about whether I have a problem getting old as I'm trying to find a rocking chair. <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy. Okay. B asks this. You insert a Q-tip too far into your ear. Hear a click, and all of a sudden you see a panel that says, quote, your human setting. What do you do? First of all, I don't use Q-tips, and I'm wondering if I should start. <laughs> okay, so like your human setting. Yeah. So you could do what, though? What, what can I alter? You could, could reset. I don't know. <laughs> Why would you reset? <laughs> yeah. Like re- reformat? Like factory default? Yeah. Maurice, seriously? <laughs> like, I, like, I got, like somebody has to potty train me all over again? Maury just wants out of his life I that know. he has right now. I know. So bad. I know. <laughs> so wild, But man. what are my other options there? Like, I don't know. Like no, I guess, I guess B means that with this question, like, I assume that we are not human. We're made of something else, maybe. Right. And that this chip inside of us, inside of our ear, mm-hmm. uh, is set to, as they said, human. Your right. human setting. Yeah, like yeah. a Terminator type thing. So, but I imagine that that you would be like, you would have to trade off some of your skills or what you know for other things, let's just say, right? Like, what would you be willing to give up in order to acquire another skill? Like, let's say you're a character in a video game, but you're only allowed to carry so many skills with you. And in order to acquire a new skill, you have to be willing to give up an old skill. Oh, I'd give up reading. You'd give up reading. Okay, you did that (laughs) long ago. To do what? Like to get another skill set. But what skill is worth losing reading? Math? You give up math? No, no. I give up reading to like be better at math or something. I give up reading to be better at cooking. Okay, so hold on here, Maury. When we say give up reading, that means you no longer know how to read. Oh, not just books at night? No. Okay. Like you, you're giving up the skill of reading. Like it's not mm. the time in your day to read. You would give up knowing how to read. So like give up driving. Okay, to do what? Math. Or you would, cooking. You would or, give up driving to be able to do math? Because you're, you're assuming I can't add in something like x-ray vision. No, no, no. Like just real things. Real things. Yeah. God, I wouldn't give up reading, man. No. That's a tough one. Yeah. Driving? Okay, I'd give up lying. No, that's not a... <laughs> okay, oh, hold on here. Okay, to do what? I would give up lying to be like better at finances. I'd give up, I'd give up lying to, to money. We're talking skills, though. That's a skill. So let's just say Maury lived in a world of where he was incapable of telling a lie, where everything he had to do, he's like that Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. Where everything in Maury's life, he had to, he was forced to, compelled to tell the truth Mm -hmm. in every situation. Right. I think your life would be a disaster. I agree. Because you've told at this point so many lies that every conversation you had with people who are in your life, the truth would then come out and it would happen in every single conversation you had. But can we make it where no. moving forward, no. people just don't even no. realize? No, okay. no, because what happens the first time, you know, you're with people 
and they ask you questions, that, let's say, about your wedding. Oh, then you all of a sudden have to just, wait, hold on. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Ah, if you know, you know. So what would you give up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you were there, you know. But but nobody was there, so nobody knows, right? <laughs> right. I'm so nervous right yeah, now. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what would you give up to, to be able to do something else, Mocha? Like typing? No, I couldn't give that up. Oh, like video games. No, I mean, I'm okay. I'm not like pro. Yeah. Okay, here, I have one. Okay, uh, okay go. I have one. Yeah. I have one. Would you be willing to give up the ability to run in order to be a fantastic swimmer? <sighs> Spent the first half of your life running. You don't need to run anymore. Yeah, where you, when was the last time you ran? Yesterday in the backyard with my kid. Yeah, true. Oh, right? Kid, yeah, you got a little kid. You can't so give I up can't, running. I can't give up running. No, no, I will not sacrifice running. To, to be able to swim with him in the pool? Yeah, but for what? Like three months out of the year? Well, that's the same as running in the backyard. No, I can still run outside in the winter. Yeah, and also, also, if you're being chased down the street, you can't walk until you find water <laughs> in order to get away. <laughs> you're you know? never going to catch me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a tough, that's a tough question. Ooh. Because there's, there's other things that I think like that I would... giving up dancing. Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> like where you're just incapable of dancing. It's not like you can still dance and be a bad no, you dancer. You cannot dance. You cannot dance. To be a good singer. Oh. Like, oh, that's a good one. That's like, a good one. Like, that's what 1D did, right? But I would say, geez, yeah. Yeah, okay. That, Giving up yeah. dancing to be a smooth talker. What does that mean? Like, you're, you know, like, you're really, like, good with the ladies. Why do you want to be good? You want out no, of your you want out of you. your marriage so bad that now you're talking about going for chicks. <laughs> like, why do you hate your life, man? Honestly. You hate your life so much. <laughs> I, could be a I wish I could be talker. good with the ladies. <laughs> I swear, man. You just hate your life. Okay, Christine asks this. Roz, yes. what is a food or meal that you would never cook? Interesting. Catherine went through a kick where she was not eating a ton of meat, and so she was eating a ton of other things. And one of the things that she went through this small phase with was mushrooms. Yeah. And I would cook them for her, yeah. but I like reluctantly cook them for her because really? I find mushrooms vile. Really? Yeah. Oh, I find I mushrooms, mushrooms absolutely disgusting. Uh, and when people use them in an as an ingredient or filler when there should be meat there, like there's nothing I hate more than ordering a beef stew yeah. where you get the bowl of beef stew and there's maybe two pieces of meat in it and they've padded out the rest of the bowl with mushrooms. I agree. To me, that is an absolute crime. It's a crime. Wow. I enjoy um, mushrooms. So no. Quite the, a bit. No, if I bite down into a mushroom, yeah. I like, I heave, I dry heave. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What is it about I mushrooms? I find them so disgusting to me. They taste like, like the, the it tastes like thick flesh in my mouth <laughs> when I, when I bite it. Yeah, yeah. No, not for me. Not mushrooms. Gross. But I have cooked them. Mushrooms I have are cooked okay them. on a pizza. No, they are not, sir. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hate mushrooms as much as more hates his life. Yes, I know. 
<laughs> I thought you'd say something like a fish of some kind. No, I don't mind. No, because I like, like tripe. Just, no, because just because I cook it doesn't mean I have to eat it. And I'm and I'm always interested in cooking things, mm-hmm. right? Like if I have to learn a new skill for something that I may not particularly like, like I'm not a huge fan of vegetable soup purees. Yeah. But I try and perfect it because Catherine loves them. I yeah. don't eat them, yeah. right? But I'll try and I'll always try and make her a really, really great soup, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if so there's, there's anything. nothing you will refuse. Like you just said that you'll cook the mushrooms for Catherine, but is yeah. there anything where you're like absolutely not? No, even if it's Catherine, I'm not doing it. God, um, geez, no. There's nothing I would flat out refuse. I don't think because I don't have any sort of you know not for certainly not for morality reasons. Like yeah. I, I don't, I'm not one of these people that says I would never cook veal or I would never do. I I, I would. I would 100. percent I have. Um, so no, so there's nothing like that. Mm. There's, there's nothing like that. Uh, I think that I would refuse to cook something that was maybe dangerous to cook. But other than that, no, I have no, I, I don't mind cooking, but I will not eat everything though. There's right. Some, don't get something, me wrong. Is there something dangerous to cook? Yeah, you could, there's, fish. there's, there's yeah. fish that'll kill you if it's not oh. cooked right or not prepared right or not even cut right. It'll oh, kill damn. you. Yeah. Uh, Ryan asked, uh, before the game snapped, have you uh, have you guys ever gotten a visible injury because of your job? Yes. Well, about 20 yeah. minutes ago when Ross smashed his knee on the yeah, desk. I'm limping for three days now. Um, have we ever got injured? When? I once had to get a T for a boss here. And they have this system here where But you, nothing on the show. Oh, it just says at your job. I had spilt like insanely hot water and then the, this boss had to fill out paperwork for HR and stuff and I had to wear a, a, one of them tensory bandagey things. Didn't you complain? What was the complaint? Because when you tell the story now, it's sympathetic. But when you told the story then, it was not. What do you mean? I'm the trying to remember the, story, the, the way the story actually went was. The way the story went was... This boss did not ask for the tea. Maury was playing suck up because he was kind of That's new. what it was. I never in the beginning of this story said that this person asked for a tea. I just said I went to go get yeah, this person. So Maury was trying to be a suck up and went and bought tea for this new boss. Right. And in the process spilled water on his hand and right. then proceeded to tell the boss, well, I got you this tea, so now we're going to have to do something about this because I burned myself. Right. And then the boss was like, okay, well, I now we're going to have to fill out paperwork. And right. hair has still not grown back on my wrist. Okay. But you are the one that caused the big the big stink about I'm getting... I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just answering the boiled question. Boiled water on yourself. Whoever asked for the tea, I still ended Nobody up asks Nobody asks for the asked tea. Nobody asked for the tea. No, right. So hold on. <laughs> See, it capable of yeah. telling the so truth because no. Maury's like, listen, it doesn't matter who asked for it. No, it does <laughs> because the, 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 the truth is nobody asked for it. But the tea still ended up spilling onto my wrist. You, you, you bought. Here's the thing, more. You bought tea. Okay. Right. Yes. yes. You bought tea. You weren't going to get a tea for your boss. Okay, so can, can you? We... The story is, I went to buy a tea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's spilled it on this. my spilled it on myself. Yeah. Then walked into my boss's office and said, "This is all your fault." <laughs> yeah. And made him okay. new. The new boss made yeah. him fill out paperwork for your dumbass right. mistake. Yes, that's what happened. Yeah, so there's my answer. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Ryan also in his question asked for me if if my son Cruz has ever asked about the bruises on my neck after we play the game Snap. No, he hasn't. He hasn't noticed, but 
uh, for the, the couple of times that we've played the game, uh, those bruises or the mark is there for about two days. Yeah. About Oof. two days. Oh, stinks. Uh, Stacy asks uh, a question specifically directed at Dammit Maury. Mm. What do you think of Anthony's new haircut? Okay, so Anthony from Queer Eye, okay. nominated for five Emmy Awards, by the way. Congratulations, boys. Um, shaved his head, like a buzz cut, not fully shaved, buzz cut. Mm -hmm. And people are loving it. They think it, he's hotter with it. I actually liked his hair before. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like how it looks now. I mean, he's still from, you know, the forehead down is gorgeous, but... Mm -hmm. I liked his hair before. Wow, the forehead down. Why don't you just say the whole person? Like, that's you're not leaving a lot left. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? But from the forehead yeah, down. What is she? Uh, what does she look like, Mocha? Well, from the forehead down, she's gorgeous. <laughs> I would like I would just start really wondering what the hell is going on on the top of that woman's head. You know? <laughs> what sort of disaster? Is forehead up? That you got, specifically she say got forehead three down. Ears on the top of her head. Jeez, man, that's tough. Did you did you DM him to tell him that you didn't like his hair? No, but I commented on his Instagram going, "Ooh, hair today." Can gone. you still DM him? No, you can't anymore. Can oh, you? Oh, he blocked you, right? Did no, he no, block no, you? But, no, no, no. He didn't block he me. Just he just unfollowed. unfollowed you, so right. I can still DM. He hasn't read my messages in like the last five months. Oh, how many have you sent? Oh, just once in a while, I'll be like, oh, my God, that last episode of Queer Eye was fantastic or really like the new hair. Oh, because they go into his message request. But you just finished saying that you don't like his hair. So why are you... Well, so you lied to him, him that I'm going to oh. tell him it's fantastic. Oh, so you didn't write him and say from the forehead down you're still hot? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every week on Instagram is where you'll find Ask Ross Mocha, ask your questions, and we'll answer them and try not to get injured in the process either. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from six to ten on Kiss ninety two five, Kiss ninety two five dot com, or download the Kiss ninety two five app.